It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Say you're a professional landscaper. You're not just tough. You're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on. Yo, what up? We're back again. Episode three, Technical Foul Podcast. We've made it to three episodes. It's more than a lot of motherfuckers do, so big ups to us. Nah, I'm just playing, but uh, three episodes in, man. Three episodes in. Three episodes in. What's good, man? Good, man. Happy to be alive. Also, we appreciate all the support that we've been getting from you guys. Continue to like and share our page so we can grow our following. We appreciate all the help we can get. Word. Uh, also, wanted to apologize for some of the technical difficulties we had last week. Uh, we realized after the fact that uh, the little sound, a little bit issue, a little bit of issues with the sound quality. So we uh, we think we got that corrected. So. Uh, like I said, just wanted to issue an apology uh, for that. You know, obviously you guys need to be able to listen to us babble on. So if y'all can't do that, then it makes our job impossible. So for real, just uh, our apologies for that. And we appreciate uh, the feedback, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely appreciate the feedback, though, for real. We got a lot of positive feedback uh, with the podcast, the last two episodes, man. And just I, I wanted to reiterate what uh, Big Mo said. Just thank you for all the likes, the shares, the follows, the feedback, all that, man. Truly appreciate it. And uh, very humbled by all the reactions that we've been getting, man, for real. Um, It's crazy, man, to take time out of you guys' day to to listen to us, To We're missing my boy Luke today, man. He has some family uh, obligations. Shout out to him. So he will hopefully join us next week. So you got us too. But yeah, man, to take time out of y'all's days to listen to us talk about sports, that's 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 humbling. So for real, just thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for all of the feedback, the likes, the shares, the follows, all that, man. We truly appreciate it. Um, tonight's episode is going to be a 2016 year in review type show, man. Um, it's crazy that we've reached the end of 2016. It's been a crazy year. 
uh, not just in sports, as you guys know, um, but in all walks of life, man. I mean, that crazy ass election we had this year. Definitely. We'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get into that we'll, some some we'll touch on that a little bit. A little bit, yeah, definitely. You can't you can't do a 2016 year in review without talking about Donald Trump. I mean, being our fucking president. That 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 definitely will be covered, of course. But uh, yeah, man, it was a crazy year, not just in sports, but uh, politics real world stuff i mean it's just it was a crazy year uh, a lot of deaths too uh, oh yeah a lot of people died uh my boo carrie fisher is in a better place today aka princess leia if you a star wars fan you adore that woman you love that woman and rest in paradise to her and her mom's just passed away tonight yeah Man, that happens though sometimes you know like a mother dies and Sometimes they can't take it and they just yeah no it's crazy man yeah uh so yeah Debbie Reynolds just passed away I haven't read up the full story my wife sent me the text uh letting me know that she passed away so um that's crazy though man that's that's real crazy but yeah man 2016 was a crazy year in sports Uh, a lot of big time stories uh this podcast is gonna be a little bit shorter than the last couple of episodes or we're gonna try to make it a little bit shorter than the last couple episodes. Since we're not really covering a lot of news items uh, today, we're more going to cover just kind of the year review. Um, we're going to talk to, talk about the top 10 stories and our opinions of the year. Um, but before we get into that, man, uh, real quick, what is what is your moment of the year? Like the thing that stuck out to you the most this year, man? Moment of the year for me is... Probably gonna be um, the Cubs winning the World Series, and I kind of liked it when uh, Alabama. When, uh, no, Alabama. Alabama. I liked it when Phelps uh, crushed. I'm surprised old boy. you don't pick Alabama. No, nah, nah, not yet, because it ain't over yet. But I liked it when Phelps crushed old boy and uh, yeah. the, the guy from yeah. South Africa yeah. kept talking shit. Yeah, he did crush you know, him. Phelps had his intense space and went out there and. Uh, Handled his business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showed that young man, put him in his place. He showed him he was still a king. He Phelps him. Yeah, yeah. Michael Phelps was is definitely a topic of the show today. Uh, he's he's one of our our contenders for athletes of the year, man. Uh, that we're gonna select our choice. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, I think the moment that stuck out for me this year, man. Uh, as far as moments, I mean, it was so many moments. Obviously, the Cubs winning the World Series. I mean that. That right there is that goes without saying, man. I mean that that's a hundred eight. Even though I can't stand the Cubs, and I can't stand their fans sometimes. I mean, how can you not? How can you not uh, put that as your moment of the year, man? And the way they won it. Yeah, especially especially that classic game seven. That was that was uh, that down was epic. Three one down three one came back. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland blowing a three one lead after their basketball team came back from a three one lead. I mean, we're definitely going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously the Cubs winning the World Series, That I mean, that's 108 years, man. I mean, there's there's generations of fans. I oh, mean, yeah. great-grandparents, grandparents, kids that hadn't seen that. So uh, that's definitely, to me, the moment of the year. But um, we're going to start this off, man, with moment, uh, our, our top 10 top stories. Top 10 stories of the year, yeah. And number 10, uh, we picked – the legendary retirements of this year, man. Uh, 
this year was a crazy year. I don't remember any other year where um, we had so many kind of iconic players retire at one time. I mean, you had obviously Peyton Manning, uh, Kobe, of course, Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Kevin Tim Garnett. Mostly in basketball, but I mean, you also had David Ortiz in baseball. Uh, you had that uh, that one chick that retired. Sorry, I, I can't remember her name. Sorry. Don't kill me, chick. Female. Yeah. Sorry, female, female athlete. Sorry. Uh, that retired this year. Um, and what? And what I sport? I can't even. It was at the ESPYS. Remember, oh. they did the big thing for Kobe and Peyton and that one chick. I can't even. One lady. I can't remember. <laughs> I know it's bad. I can't remember. Well, shout out to her. She retired this year, too. So uh, big ups to her. Um, Yeah, but I mean, just get into a little bit about the retirements, man. What's your thoughts about it and kind of what stuck out to you? Why you thought that was a big story this year? For me, uh, I'm going to go with Peyton. I like when people people go out on top. I always like seeing people go out the way. That's the way you should go out is on top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, question you could you could argue whether he went out on top. He I mean, won the Super Bowl, so it's yeah, he count. did. I the mean, motherfucker he couldn't throw he, past ten he yards. He had a terrible but, you know. season. He did have a yeah. terrible season statistically, but you know, I'm 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 just glad he got that that Super Bowl ring, and then he stepped away from the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. You know, he he, did, he ended on top. Of course, he ended on top. Uh, can't 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 argue with that. But um, it, it was definitely time for Peyton to go. Oh yeah, it, it was, was it was past time. It was past time. I mean. Whew, some of them throws in, them, in, them, in the – now, it's crazy because the whole season he struggled, but he had a pretty good AFC Championship game against the Patriots, which I took joy in, of course. Yeah, but that's Tom um, Brady, so you know he had to show up. Yeah, him. yeah, he had, he had some moments there, but overall, man, uh, Peyton, uh, Peyton looked a little shot there at the end. Um, defense carried him. The defense put him on – Yeah, the Broncos' defense was definitely – They put him on, the, the, on their backs, uh, and they, they took him to the uh, – Yeah. The promised land. Yeah, yeah. The, Bron- the Broncos' defense was epic, man. I mean, that was that was the best defensive performance I had seen. I mean, even better than Seattle a couple years ago. Oh yeah, they, they, that that defense they had was for a single better. season. For a single season, single that was season. one of the best defensive uh, performances I've seen really since you know Tampa in '02. But you know, obviously the Ravens they had a complete in 2000. Defense, yeah, they, they had, had a complete, complete different defense. defense. The defensive line was stout. Linebackers were great, obviously. Secondary. Secondary was great. So, I mean, they 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 just had a complete defense from top to bottom. I mean, you could question Seattle's defense a little bit. The defensive line is okay. Obviously, the secondary for Seattle is fucking legendary. But the linebackers are okay. Not great. But, I mean, that the Denver's defense was a, was a complete defense. So, But, yeah, man, uh, for me, obviously, being a Laker fan, a lifelong Laker fan, uh, the Kobe retirement was – it was definitely time for him to go. It was definitely time. For yeah, Kobe. it was. It was time. It was time. It was time for Kobe to go, man. I, I, I feel hurt because I wanted to see Kobe go out on top. I always pictured like when Kobe would retire, he would be going out with a championship. Hopefully, uh, didn't happen. Unfortunately, no. But uh, yeah, damn sure didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, man, um, it's crazy. You know, twenty seasons. In the NBA, all with one team. I know what you haters are gonna say. Oh, he wanted to get traded in 07. Fuck that. He spent one year, his 20 years with the Lakers. That's it. That's all that counts. I'm not counting what he whether he wanted to be traded. A lot of guys wanted to be traded, they ended up being traded. They stayed with their team. That's old school. That's, that's old, old school, that's man. Old that's school, that's right? irrelevant right now to this, all right? Uh yeah, man. 20 seasons, one team, uh, countless memories, the championships. Um, I think the thing that stuck out to me about Kobe, man, I think. 
I think this season finally people started to appreciate Kobe though. One of the last, the last competitor, the last true competitor in the NBA, I think. Oh, I yeah. I don't think there's oh, anybody yeah. out there. He, he's, he, him and KG and Duncan are, the last were the dying breed, man. Yeah. They were the last of the of the throwback NBA. Now we the, got all these tight the, jean wearing, silly fashionistas. Yeah, yeah. We're not even going to get into that, man. But, yeah. yeah but, but, yeah, man, uh, I, I definitely think Kobe and KG and Duncan, to a certain extent, were throwbacks, man. I mean, they were they were from a, a, a forgotten era, man. They were from that era where that was basketball. The eighties, the nineties, what I grew up, what you grew Early up watching. 2000s, no, we're not That was the era of basketball. We're not man. friends. Yeah, we're, we're not, not friends. friends. Not we we wanted to kill each other. You know what I'm saying? You got Dogs. Dwayne Wade and LeBron hugging before a conference champion. I mean, come on, man. KD you can't LeBron have that. James. Practicing so, together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fuck yeah, that, yeah, man. yeah. Nah, but uh, I think this year people really started to appreciate Kobe, though. I think even some of the haters that I know, notorious Kobe haters, like really tried to appreciate him. and Because and, I've always said that Kobe is probably one of the most underappreciated great players of all time. You know, you kind of you kind of don't – I mean, and Duncan, too. Duncan, too. But you Duncan think, is definitely the most Duncan's underappreciated. But he wasn't the star that Kobe was. I mean, Kobe was Kobe, obviously. I mean, Duncan was great. Don't get me wrong. Can you say Kobe was under underappreciated? Though? He was underappreciated because his whole career, everybody kept saying, "Oh well, you oh, know, he Shaq won because of Shaq." Shaq. You know, oh, because he snitched on Shaq. Oh, fuck him. But He's what about the ones he won? He won without Shaq. But even then, people try to hate. Oh well, he you know, he had Paul Gasol and he no, had no, no, but you know, there's a lot of haters that that say that. Man. That's there's not a lot the same of haters that Shaq. no, it's not. I agree. I'm a Laker fan. I know this. I agree, but you know that there's still the haters that say that out there. You know there's still the haters that don't give this man credit for nothing. I mean, I, I know dudes that try to compare him to Penny Hardaway. Oh, well, you know, Penny Hardaway would have been just as good. I'm nah, like, stop, not stop, the same. stop. I, I, love I love Penny, Penny. now. Love I love Penny, Penny but come on now. Not stop. Stop. That, that, no, that, that's, that's blasphemous, man. Come on. Come on. But, yeah, man, I feel like he was underappreciated, man. I feel like and, – and the reason I feel he's underappreciated is because he followed Jordan. He was similar to he was uh, because the way he patterned. His yeah, game he patterned his game after Jordan, obviously, and he and he came right after Jordan. Like I, I feel like, I feel like had Kobe came after LeBron, like if LeBron had came after Jordan, and then Kobe would have came. I, I feel like he would have been appreciated a little bit more. Kind than, of like LeBron James is right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it was just timing. Like sometimes when you replace a legend like that, it takes a little bit of time for. Kind of you to get that appreciation, because because like well, no matter what Kobe did, it was always like well Mike did this. No matter what Kobe scored, oh well, well MJ did that too. So it was just kind of like he was always in that shadow. LeBron gets that more so than LeBron, but LeBron, LeBron brings a lot of that on himself with the number, you know. Because every time people are always throw on LeBron's. Finals. I mean, every great player. I mean, all great players. Don't get me wrong. Every all great players get compared to each other. Obviously, I mean, obviously. I mean, I get what you're saying because he came so close. He came so and close. He was still to, and he played at the same time. When LeBron MJ, yeah, did not play at the exactly, same time exactly. So I feel like, I feel like Kobe didn't get that that true appreciation that he probably deserved. But I think this season, I think people finally started to realize, like, yo, we're we're losing one of the all time. I mean, definitely top ten players in the history of the game, man. Definitely. Without argument. I mean, without argument, top 10 players of all time. 
And then you had another top 10, potentially top 15 player of all time, Duncan, retire. And I love the way he retired, man. It was so Duncan. It, it was like... Just, I don't know what, just, oh. Yeah, I'm retiring, man. I mean, it was it, it just it just fits him to just go out like that, man, for real. So, Duncan retiring, obviously, clearly the greatest power forward that has ever played the game. And it's still people that don't really give him his due credit. No, no. He, he doesn't. He doesn't get a lot of credit, obviously, because he played in San Antonio. Not just that. He but wasn't. His style too. He, he was wasn't a couple boy to lead. Yeah, and he, and he was like, born. He was born. He was born. He was big fundamental. I mean that. Unfortunately, that shit don't sell. That shit don't sell jerseys. That shit don't sell rate. You know, it doesn't sell TV ratings. Like they were just boring. But he got the job done. He was dominant. I never, I never thought he was boring. I liked watching Tim. No, but I'm just saying first. for the average fan, because you know we're sports fans, so of course we're gonna we're gonna gravitate to these guys. But I'm talking about the housewife. The, the housewife in Topeka, Kansas, is not gonna relate to Tim Duncan that much. Yeah, because he's boring. He's milk toast. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think he find you know, but he even him. Even though he went out with kind of a little fanfare, I think people really truly appreciate Tim Duncan and and what he did. And then another guy, obviously. Oh, before we get to KG though, the sixty point game to go out, man. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. What, what 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 can you say about that? And I know, and and that's another thing. The haters are gonna say, oh, he took he took forty some shots. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of shots. It's a lot of shots. It wasn't pretty, but <laughs> hey, man, the man dropped sixty points in his last game. Like you can't hate on that. No matter how much you hate this man, you can't hate on that, man. You can't hate 40 on shot. It's still hard to get people don't realize it's still hard to get 40 shots off. It is. It is. I mean, it's not easy to just get off 40 shots. It's, no, it's not. That's it's difficult not. in itself. It's not. I mean, he, t- he took a lot of shots. He t- I think he took 50 shots. Oh, 50, 50? 50 plus shots, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, look, it, it was a lot of shots, more shots than I probably would have liked. But, but hey, man, it was his last fucking game. Give a, lot of people, shit, give a lot of people 50 shots. I bet they won't get but 60. But the man scored 60 his last game, though. You can't even fight that. Like, that's a good way even... to go. I mean, he didn't get a championship. That's like, that's like, that's like Peyton Manning going out, winning the – well, it's not the similar winning the Super Bowl, obviously. But that's but, like Peyton Manning throwing six touchdowns, no interceptions in his last game. Yeah, that's still pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Still going out on a good note, on a high note. So that's like that's like you know David Ortiz when he retired. We're gonna get to David Ortiz too. You know, basically, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, which Ted Williams did that when he retired, but uh, you know, it it was just a it was a great way to go out. As I, it was it was the best way I could describe it as a Laker fan. It was a Kobe way to go out. If, If we couldn't get a championship, like that was like the next best thing to me. He, he went out in style, like that was vintage. That was vintage, that was vintage Kobe. Kobe. That man. was vintage. For Kobe one night, it was vintage. It was vintage Kobe. So I, I truly appreciate that as a Laker fan, and, and and that was awesome. And then obviously KG, man. I mean, what can you say? KG, that's another, another dog right there. Another that's another that's another, another animal. Another thoroughbred. Yeah, man. That that's he is truly the last of his oh, kind, yeah. man. Definitely. You not you're not gonna get. He's can the you last. Of, a guy like that right now. Anybody? Maybe Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, other than Cousins. He's kind of a Reggie Evans. I mean, but yeah. I, mean, Reggie, I don't even think Reggie Evans is playing right now, is he? But I mean, I mean, he's, that, so, he's somewhere in the NBA. Some, but I mean, he's got matching. that dog in him, and he's yeah. a talented. And player. he's talented. Yeah, I mean, other than Cousins, I mean, I can't really think of it. I think my biggest problem with this era of basketball tough players, guys. man, is not even so much tough because I'm not. I'm not calling anybody a punk. No, I, I just mean, feel. Like, I feel like it's. I feel like there's no competition. Yeah, like a competitor. Like there's dude, no competitor. Like like like. like I want to. I want to cut you. I mean, other than Russell Westbrook, 
Oh yeah, Russell Westbrook. He he competes. He competes yeah. hard too. He gets out yeah. there. And gets I out can't there. stand him, but he competes hard. You know what I'm saying? Other than Cousins and 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 Westbrook, and Cousins is more of just he's an idiot more so than yeah. But he competes like he's yeah, he like, competes. He competes. He's 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 a like we're not friends. He's a competitor. Yeah, and that's that's the era of basketball that we came up in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Pat and MJ were were friends off the court, but they wanted to kill each other in those Eastern Conference Finals matchups. When they had, you know, in the Eastern Conference semifinals and in the, the finals, with Charles and, and yeah, Charles same thing Barkley with Charles Barkley and, 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 and Michael uh, Jordan, and MJ, yeah. yeah, of course. They didn't get along either yeah. on the court, but exactly. You know, I mean, come on, I mean, best that, that, court. exactly, exactly. So that's the era of basketball the week. So this new era now, man, for the younger fans that may be listening, uh, it's hard to watch. For it's them. hard to watch sometimes, <laughs> man. I mean, look at last year. Le- during the season, LeBron is working out with the Heat and Dwayne Wade. That's like that's literally like MJ working out with the Knicks and Patrick Ewing. Like you would have never seen that back in the day. Like I, this is how, how how bad it is for me. I don't even really watch a whole lot of regular season like NBA. I, I watch some games like key games, but back when I was younger, back in the nineties, I watched every game. Yeah, I watched every game. Now. Every I mean, game. This now, I mean, in part because my fucking Lakers are horrible and the Knicks are. Consistently mediocre. My magic, I mean, this year they're all right. But my Magic are trash. Yeah, they they trash. They trash. Sorry, Magic fans. We got some that listen. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't watch a lot of games this year. I mean, I'll, I'll, obviously I watch the Lakers games. I'll follow what the Knicks are doing. But to sit down and say I watch, I mean, I watch the big matchups. Obviously, yeah, I watch, I watch Christmas Day. Matchups and stuff I watch Christmas right? Day, of course. But just your regular. You know, yeah, like, your run of the mill like, Friday night game, Thursday night game, or something on the NBA TV. Nah, nah, man, nah, man. I don't do it. I, should I watch? I don't even watch the games. I watch Thursday nights just to watch Chuck and and oh and yeah, Shaq yeah, yeah. And, I just watch the, the after show. I watch, I watch inside the NBA more than I watch the NBA. Yeah, literally, dude. Like I'll be it's Thursday night, so I'll probably be watching one of my shows or whatever, and then I'll flip on inside the NBA. Like I won't even pay attention to the game. Like I'll just watch the end of that last the doubleheader. Just to watch inside the NBA. That's bad. That's bad. Um, but, yeah, shouts out to KG, man. I mean, he was a, the ultimate competitor, ultimate warrior, uh, a guy that would do anything to win. Definitely changed the game, a, revolutionized the game. Yeah, he, he revolutionized the game too, man. I mean, as far as how you, look at, you look at players, are, the way players are paid from that Yeah, that, that too. That too. He was kind and of the coming fun. out of high school. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and his skill set. That's what I was more oh, talking yeah, about, his, his skill set. Because you look at now, I mean – Seeing seven footers that can handle, shoot the rock, do that now. Oh, yeah, he's one of the it's, first. It's, he's one of the first. He's one of the first, man. He, he really was. So he was definitely a transcendent and a revolutionary player. And he's definitely top 15, top 20, 25 players that ever played a game, man. Just for his versatility and his longevity and his and his prowess as a defensive player. I mean, it was just amazing, man. So shouts out to KG, man. Uh, also, David Ortiz. Um that dude is is an big icon, poppy. man. Yeah, big poppy. Shout out to big poppy, man. Uh, David Ortiz. I mean, what can you say? He he is probably the greatest postseason player, maybe in any sport in history. In history, I mean, in any postseason. I mean, think about it. Ben, Who? Ben and Jordan postseason. Uh, I mean. To do it in baseball, though, 
Because it's so hard to one player to dominate the post. I mean, in basketball, you got the ball in yeah, your hand. Yeah, the ball in your hand. I, I mean? see that. Because you're coming up about three, four times a, yeah. to bat. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I, mean, I see the, what you're saying from yeah. that standpoint. If you're a baseball fan, that's still, to me, those two years, those two series, the 2003 ALCS and the 2004 ALCS, are two of the greatest postseason series, two of the greatest set of games that – I've ever watched as a baseball fan. I've been watching baseball since I was five years old, man. And and those, because those were just two great teams with great Hall of Fame players all over the field, just that didn't like each other, playing for the top prize. I mean, you can't get better than. And then his, and then of course, you know, him leading the Red Sox back from a three from a three nothing deficit to make the greatest comeback in the history of sports, down three zero. Against the Yankees, of, of who I can't stand. Fuck the Yankees. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's just epic, man. It's just epic, man. And then what he did in 07 with the Red Sox, winning another championship. What he did in 2013, the, the, the homer in game two, the grand slam in game two off of Joe Quinn Benoit. I mean, that was one of the greatest moments I had ever seen myself, personally. It, it's crazy, man. He was I mean, a lifetime Red Sox, right? Nah, he started with the Twins. He started with the Twins? Okay. He started with the Twins. Uh, shout out to Terry Ryan, who released him in 2001. Or in 2002, after the 2002 season. Released him. Dumbass. Uh, yeah, you don't think the Twins could have used David Ortiz? Now, to be fair, he wasn't the David Ortiz yeah. that he became in Boston. Whether you believe steroids or not, whatever. <laughs> uh, he wasn't that guy, so. But, I mean, David Ortiz, man, I mean, what can you say? One of the most consistent... And then the year that he had this year, I mean, he had 39 home runs, drove in 120 RBIs, batted 320, had an on-base, had a had an OPS of like 1,000. That's I mean, going out on top. That's the way, that's going out on top. Yeah. I mean, he was still a dumb, I mean, he could still play. He could literally come back this oh, year yeah. and still be, a, a, and, and still hit 25 home runs. That's the crazy part about it. Like, to go out like that, I mean, it's, it's. It's it's epic, man. I mean, David Ortiz, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite baseball players. Uh, just, I mean, what can you say about him, man? He just can't say much about him, man. One of the great postseason players in MLB history. I, I would I would say one of the great postseason players in sports history. When you look at the body of work in the postseason that he's done, three championships in Boston. That's when they could cool. win a championship for eighty six years, I mean that's, that's that's major, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's good, major. Yeah. He's put it like that, yeah. He, yeah, that's major. Um, he's up there. If you believe Michael Phelps is done, if you believe that, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we can throw, throw Michael, Michael Phelps, Phelps in the greatest. Uh, hey, you got to say he's probably one of the greatest he's the greatest Olympian, Olympian that has ever. He's up there as greatest athlete ever. Yeah, man. World. I mean to dominate and, and and swimming is not easy. How many swimmers you no. know? How many competitive swimmers you know? We know we know a lot of niggas that can hoop. <laughs> Swimming? We know a lot of niggas that play football. We know a lot of dudes that 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 play baseball. Swimming is no joke. Swimming is no joke, man. So shouts out to twenty three. Uh, yeah, yeah, Michael Phelps, man. We'll get into Mister Phelps uh, later in the show, but yeah, man. If if you if you believe that he's done, eh, he said he is, but you never know. I think um, he's done. I think he's done this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I maybe. think he is. Maybe, maybe. Got the new baby. I think he's done. Yeah, yeah. Settle, yeah. settle down. Yeah, yeah. Got the little pretty, pretty, pretty Latina. Yeah, got the nice wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
That might hold him down, you know, yeah. slow him down a little bit. Yeah. Although four years from now is a long way. And, yeah, and, it is. And, but he'll be, what, how old? About 35? Oops. 30? How old? I think he was like 31, wasn't it? I think he was 30. I think he'd be, I don't want to say he would, he'd be like 38. Nah. I thought he was 31. Because I think he started when he was 15. Yeah, he started competitively. No, he, his first Olympics, I think he was 15. Was he? I'm pretty sure. In uh, Athens, I think that was his first one. He was 15. He's 31. Yeah, so yeah, he'll be 35 probably. Yeah, he'll be 35. On the, on the next Olympics? I don't know. I don't rule that, man. I don't rule that, man. I don't rule that, man. Because he was, people, he was winning, but he, some of them, you know, they was, he had to kind of, uh, stuff it out there. Cause he wasn't blowing people out like he was, uh. In London, he wasn't blowing oh, up. Oh yeah, because he was at he was at his peak. Of course, in London, man. I mean, in 08, he was at his peak. I mean, 08, that was when he was just. I mean, he dominated. The he Olympics was dominating, time. but he was dominating this one too. But yeah, he dominated one, this one. But I mean, this is the eighteen year old kid, the one. Yeah, that he, yeah. Uh, the, the one from the Philippines, I think. Yeah, yeah he got him, man. He did get him. He, he did get him. him. He's motherfuckers eighteen years old. Yeah, Shit, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's about yeah, that, man. It's about I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if Phelps is done. I don't believe it. We'll see. Uh, he might come back for one last go around. But if he is retired, we're gonna put him on the list. Uh, excellent year for him. Hell of a way to go out. I think we can agree. You saying both? Is... You saying both? Yeah, said he's yeah, back? yeah. You believe that? Uh, he looked like he should have some more juice in, in the tank. Yeah, I don't he believe. Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe. The tank, that, that's another thing too. What the hell are these guys gonna do, man? It's not like you saying both. It's gonna go on ESPN and talk about track. You know what I'm saying? It's not you know yeah. not a lot to do, man. And he still looked like he had. I don't think Usain Bolt is done. I don't think. I don't he, think he's done. I think he got one more. I think in. Phelps is. I, I believe. I I will. I will say. I think Phelps is more done than Bolt. Yeah, I'll say that. Phelps is definitely. But let's just say this: if they're both not done, man, hell of a way to go out with that, man. Hell of a way to go out. Going out on um, top. Going out on top, man. For real. Uh, going out on top is is the way. Is the way to go, man. They they both went out champions, went out dominating their respective sports. And shouts out to all the athletes that retired. I wish I could remember the female athlete that retired this year too. Uh, I, I can't remember her name for. It's gonna get somebody. Uh, it's gonna kill me. Um, but yeah, I can't remember uh, who retired. I'm gonna Google it before the show's over, obviously. But uh, yeah, let's go to story number nine, man. The ninth, uh, the ninth biggest story of the year. Durant becomes a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was huge, man. I think it happened on what July fourth. I'm not sure what day it, it was. On, I think it happened on the fourth of July. I don't know. I ain't like it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I ain't wasn't like a fan. Shit. I wasn't a fan of the move. I was. I Go was ahead, really, break it. Go ahead, break it down, man. Go ahead, break it. I down. was really disgusted. Like I really was. Like I kind of got pissed off when I saw that. Like I, I wanted that dude to do the thing, the 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 competitive thing, like we were talking about earlier. You know, '90s competitive basketball, the way we like it. I thought he was gonna go to the uh, to Washington. I was like, okay, if he goes to Washington, you know, he's a, he's a competitor. He's a dog. No. What does he do? Goes to the guys that beat him in the Western Conference Finals. Come on. Not just beat him, but came, came back, back and beat from a 3-1 him. deficit to beat him. That that just, that's, that, that really pissed me off. It really did. I was, like, really mad about that. Like, come on, dude. People already kind of question your, your, your heart already. Yeah. And then you go do that? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it 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 definitely, 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 definitely was a was a whole ass move, man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. 
You guys who listen, who are friends of ours, know that I am a certified LeBron James hater. I'm an unabashed LeBron James hater. I make no bones about it. I can't stand that motherfucker. I was one of the first. I was one of the biggest people. And to this day, is one of the reasons that I can't support LeBron. I can't put him in that upper echelon, that top three, that pantheon, that Mount Rushmore. Because he ran to Miami to win a championship. Yeah, that's and, and this is what Durant. It's worse though. It's worse though. It's worse. Kevin Durant is worse. It's worse. Than LeBron James. It's worse. Yeah, I agree. It's worse. But but here's what I'm gonna tell LeBron fans. I don't want it because I saw LeBron fans. <laughs> Durant's a bitch. No, Durant, LeBron did the same thing. Not to the same degree, obviously. But LeBron. He originated. And that LeBron whole started movie. that shit. He originated that whole movie. Yeah, LeBron has started, and that's another reason why I can't get into basketball nowadays, man. Motherfuckers oh, want to play. Make yeah, motherfuckers want to play. Oh, let's so, go yeah, play together. Exactly. Let's go play together. Let's go join. I, I want to play with my friend. I, I don't want to play in Sacramento. I want to play with my friend. I want to. I want to play Demarcus Cousins. I want to play with with John Wall in Washington. I want to play with that. Like, oh man, dudes don't stay anymore and build the team. And stay there. That's that's the dudes that I can rock with, man. The yep. dudes that stay. You know what? I have my issues with Carmelo. I, I really do. As a Knicks fan, I have I have my issues with Carmelo. But the one thing I will say about Carmelo, man. Now, granted, they paid him one hundred twenty-five million dollars too. But he stayed. But he stayed because he easily, easily could have went anywhere, anywhere else, and joined some super team. You know what I'm saying? He easily could have joined anywhere else, but he didn't. Now you can you can sit here and criticize the move in hindsight and say he may have he may have wanted because he remember they were talking about him going to Chicago with Thibodeau and Rose and oh, yeah, and yeah. Noah who knows if that would have worked out or not who knows but I give him credit man he didn't go now he got the most money got to throw that in there he got paid yeah, yeah he got paid but I mean he didn't go and that's and that's what's important that we gotta. See, that's the that's the shit that I respect, man. I can't respect but these dudes. With that, that you gotta also factor in because you know that book came out, George Carl's book. Did you see that about oh, what yeah. he said about? We'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into George Carl uh, next week. We'll, we'll get into George Carl this week because he said some shit today. You giving him? You didn't hear the shit he said today? Uh, uh-uh, you giving Carmelo Anthony a lot of credit, but I don't know from what it sounded like he was kind of selfish. And, well, I don't know because George Carl he's saying some crazy shit now. Okay. You ain't you ain't seen you ain't heard of the shit he said today? Not today. We'll get into that next week. I pr- I promise y'all. We'll get into George Carl next week. Back to KD. But yeah, KD man, uh, he, got, he don't have any heart. Like it's like he want to ride somebody. He wants to ride the coattails of of Steph Curry and, and that team, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green to the championship that he will never get. He would never get on his own. Yeah, yeah. I mean. He don't have the stuff. He doesn't have the stuff. He's listen, a great player. I, listen, end up being he'll end up being one of the greatest players probably of all time. His, but he don't have the stuff. Here's my thing, man. And and I said the same thing about LeBron. I didn't blame LeBron for leaving Cleveland. He gave him seven years. They didn't build. They, they went to the finals. They didn't help they didn't, they didn't, him out. They didn't help him they out. They did not. They, the dude they had incompetent. Yeah. Fucking who else? Yeah. Although I do think sometimes his supporting cast gets a little bit. Beat up like he had good players. The, the, the idea that LeBron now the team he took to the finals was terrible. Agreed, but we also have to agree that the Eastern Conference in those years was just absolutely fucking pathetic. I mean, it's like pathetic. that now. I mean, it's like that now, but it's better now than it was oh, in yeah, 07. Yeah, I mean, the Eastern Conference back then was just fucking a joke. But sometimes I think his, his supporting cast gets a little bit too ragged on. I mean, he had good players. Don't get me wrong. 
Ogalskis was a good center for a while. Ogalskis was all right, but I mean, Larry Hughes was all right too. Yeah, Larry Hughes was all right, but these dudes wasn't. But they were not. They were not. They were not the the type of teammates. Yeah, no, of course not. But here's my thing. I I said it. I said it when 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 the whole decision thing happened. Damn, six years ago now. Shit, it's crazy. I, I don't blame LeBron. I didn't blame LeBron for leaving Cleveland. If he would have went to the Knicks, to the Nets, who was a team that was kind of like on the brink a couple years ago back then? Whatever. We used the Knicks. They had San Amari Stoudemire or, uh, you know, whatever. Pick a team. That would have been different. If he would have said – he would have went there with Shaq did in 96. He went to L.A., but L.A. was not established at that point yet. L.A. was was coming off of AC. They were not a team that was – that was ready to win. Kobe was just drafted that same summer. So you can't say they had Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel. Yeah. Other than that, they were not a powerhouse team at that time. Okay, they were, the Lakers were rebuilding. Shaq did was, yo, I'm, I'm going to go to L.A. You went there for, he went there to get paid. He went there to get paid. And because he wanted to be L.A. And he wanted to make movies and rap and shit. Yeah, he wanted the exposure. Playing in a little ass Orlando. Wasn't going to get him that exposure. I get that. Same thing with LeBron. The thing that I couldn't it's rock with LeBron. Market. It's a bigger market. The thing that I could not rock with LeBron was that he went to one of his contemporaries, his contemporaries' team. Say what you want to say about Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade won in Miami. That was his city. That was his team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for you to go there, that's like, that's like, that's literally like Patrick Ewing in 1993 saying, yo, I can't win with the fucking Knicks. I'm going to sign with the Bulls. So why don't we bag? So why don't we bag on Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen when they went to Boston? Because that was different. They got traded. Well, yeah, they got different. They, they, they got traded, traded, but they got traded. That was different. That was different. It's a little different. That was different. It's still now that started team. the super team trend. That officially started. That started. But that, but but I can't rag on Kevin Garnett because it's not like Kevin Garnett told uh, uh, Kevin McHale trade me to Boston. No, he no, didn't say that. If anything, but. Kevin Garnett said he wanted to go to L.A. Yeah. But, it was but still, LA didn't have the have the draft picks and and the players, the young players that that Minnesota wanted. That's why it didn't happen. But I, I can't rag on him. I mean, Ray Allen got basically dumped by the by the by the by the, by the Sonics. Remember that yeah. he got traded for basically nothing. For nothing, which was dumb. Which also. was dumb. But you already knew. Now in retrospect, we knew why because they were trying to move the team to Oklahoma City, so we knew why. But so I can't rag on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't rag on, but LeBron, that was some bitch shit. I've I've said it. Yeah, I've said it. I've yeah, said it now. I said it then. I'm saying now. It was a bitch shit. And then the, what Durant did was took it to a whole nother yeah, level. Took it to a whole other level because he just got beat by the. He just got beat by that. He just got beat. Yeah. by that. that's like Jordan leaving the Bulls because he couldn't like, beat well, the Pistons. Maybe it was and like, Jordan signed with the Pistons a couple of weeks earlier. He got beat by them. It yes. wasn't even like it wasn't even like, it like was yeah. a couple of weeks. Yes, yes. That's what made it even worse, man. That's what made it even fucking worse. Like the fact that uh, you shouldn't even be liking these dudes right now. Yeah, you shouldn't even. You, yo, I, I couldn't. I couldn't have been Kevin Durant. I couldn't have been Kevin Durant, yo. Every time I seen fucking Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, yo, like it would have been a fight on site, bro. Like straight up. Because Westbrook wasn't with it. Nah, but he we, don't like those dudes at all. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. I didn't. I, I don't blame Kevin Durant for leaving Oklahoma City because I don't think that duo no, would have won. They wouldn't won. They wouldn't won, won together. Because, A, you already know my feelings on Russell Westbrook. I don't think he's a championship-level player. Right now. Right now, because he still makes too many mistakes at crunch time. Yeah. He's, he's a little bit he's of a, a selfish erratic. player. He's a little erratic. He's a selfish player sometimes. He can get emotional. And, yeah, he makes a lot of mistakes. 
So you already know my feelings on 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 your boy. Well, the way I Westbrook. feel, if Durant had, I don't think that duo would have. I don't think that duo would have won together. If he went to Washington, I just would have felt better about it. Because then I don't think I don't even from. think they would have been that better in Washington. Because I don't. I'm not a big John Wall fan, and Bradley Beal. I mean, call me when he plays. Yeah. So I don't think I he would have liked it from a competitive. Standpoint. Yeah, I, but yeah, your point exactly. From a competitive standpoint, let me go to Washington. Let me put this my home. I know Luke's gonna get mad. My hometown team yeah, you know, he, on the map, you know what I'm saying, and put those boys on the map and help them win. Be the lead dog in this new city where I can I can make my mark. That would have been the the one thing to do. Or yeah. go to Boston. Yeah, go to Boston. Boston would have been a good choice too. Exactly. But to go to to go to Golden State, a team that just went seventy three and nine. That was a suspension and a bogan injury away from maybe winning a championship. Like, come on, man. We'll get into that. I don't know about a suspension. We'll, we'll get into that. But, but, yeah, man. I, I, can't, I just can't rock with it, man. I can't rock with it, man. So, the Durant signing with the Warriors was a... Lamest move of the year. Yeah. That was, that was, that was lame. That was lame as hell. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the next story, man, uh, was one that, that really, really um, hit me hard. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a bigger baseball fan than... Uh, Mo is and uh I just got started with baseball, y'all. Yeah. All of a sudden he's a Giants fan all of a sudden. You, you can't come off the sidelines and root for a dynasty, man. That's like if you're not an NFL fan and then you just decide to be a Patriot fan. I'm new to the sport. Like, oh, wait, wait, whatever, whatever. We we get into that some other time. But the death of Jose Fernandez, man, um that 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 one really hit me, man. I, I couldn't believe that one. A being a huge baseball fan, B, being Latino, you know, it, it adds a little bit extra uh, umph to it. But, um, yo, this for those of you who don't watch baseball, man, to describe it, that's like literally, to compare it, that's like, that's like Anthony Davis dying in a boating accident. Yeah, you hate to see, you don't want to see anyone die, but you hate to see young a kid, athletes a young, with a lot of potential. Hall of Fame potential to die young, yeah. That matter, yeah. I mean, it, it was. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, I'll never forget it. I woke up that morning. I saw my phone, and and the first thing I saw on my phone was the alert of Jose Fernandez passing away, being killed in a boating accident. I, I just on September twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. I mean, it's, it was. At age 24, I, I I can't stress enough, man. This dude, if he would have lived on and, you know, not bar- barring any injuries or anything like that. I mean, this dude was going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, he was going to be one of the great pitchers of all time. You know what I'm saying? He, he had could, to go through a lot. He had to go through a lot. To yeah, just getting here. His story, coming from uh, Cuba, defecting from Cuba defecting, you know, as a teenager, a being locked up. Have, you know, whether you believe the story or not, him having to save his mother from drowning on the boat here, like it, the story and then him coming here, as, you know, going to high school in Miami, being drafted in the first round. The Mets could have drafted him, too, by the way. Instead, we pick uh, fucking Brandon Nimmo, who I like Brandon Nimmo. But anyway, we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that. But anyway, Jose Fernandez was it's literally like Ezekiel Elliott dying in a car accident tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like that that, 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 that level, that's the that level of talent and potential. That level of oh. talent and potential to to pass away at that young of an age 
And he was dominant. I mean, his career record was 38 and 17. So he had already he was already a two-time All-Star, was a rookie of the year. I mean, he was he already had accomplished some things, but he wasn't even scratching. I mean, again, he was only 24. He wasn't even scratching the surface of the type of player that he could have been had he stayed healthy and had he lived, of course. And and that's a story that really hit me hard, man. To this day, um, it's, it's still hard to fathom. And then in the coming days, the, the Marlins tribute to him. It happened. It, and that's the crazy thing about it, too. I think it hit me more because he was scheduled to he died on a Sunday, a Sunday morning. He was scheduled to pitch. Monday night against the Mets. Isn't that the game with a guy? His first yeah, home Gordon, run of the Gordon, season? D. Gordon, yeah. D. Yeah. Gordon, yeah. His boy yeah, that on the was team. That was, I mean, I guess that's what hit me so hard was that he was scheduled to pitch against the Mets, and he owned the Mets. I mean, he always dominated the Mets. Um, he dominated the Mets. So I think he was undefeated against his career against the Mets. And... Uh, and then, and then in the last couple of weeks, uh, you've seen the autopsies have come out with the, with the, you know, they found cocaine in his system, and he was above, you know, he was twice above the legal limit for alcohol. Uh, it, it's just a tragedy, man. It's just a tragedy, man. To see such a young, talented player, um, who would have no doubt if he stayed healthy, like I said, and obviously lived and pitched up to his potential, would have been a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player, without a doubt. In my opinion, would have won. Going, I mean, could throw night was filthy, had a nasty slider, could throw ninety seven and above, just nasty, a dog, intimidating, nasty on the mound. It's it's man, literally, it's like literally losing Ezekiel Elliott to a car accident or to a boating accident, or, or Anthony Davis, or name a dominant young player, you know. Losing Russell Wilson or something, somebody of that that ill, somebody young that still hasn't even scratched the surface of how good they can be. Yeah. Losing them to to a, to a tragic accident like that, man, it was just terrible. That 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 definitely to me was one of the stories of the year that that kind of that kind of stood out to me. Uh, that hit me real hard, man, and, and and that to me was was one of those that man, it was crazy. Uh, number seven, a moment that uh, that no that, no no. It cut. I mean, that's the only reason this is even in there is because of your dislike for North Carolina. I think that's the only reason it's in there. What are you talking about? That was the first ever national championship game to be won at the buzzer. I know, but it's it's different. No, 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 it's different. Let, let me let me let me let me stress this here. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me stress this here. I am. You got a lot of enjoyment out of that. Let me you did. let me bask in my glow here for a second, nigga. All right, let me bask in my glow. All right. Thank you. I am a hardcore, hardcore Duke Blue Devils fan. I love, I love, I love my Blue Devils. I've been rocking with my Blue Devils since 1992. I've been a Duke fan. Six years old, watching my boy Leitner, watching my boy Grant Hill. Bobby Hurley, them boys. So, of course, as a Duke fan, as a Duke sycophant, I hate and I've been conditioned to hate all things North Carolina. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. They're little stupid-ass uniforms. This is going to be a very biased 
Unbiased. This is a national champ. This is a championship being won at the buzzer, man. It was a great game. It was a great. It was game. one of the great. Ti- it was the greatest title game maybe ever. And it was uh, one at the buzzer. Uh, what about North Carolina State? You know. What about that? Well, we're not talking about that right now. Anyway, I've been conditioned to hate all things North Carolina from their stupid ass uniforms, Chapel Hill. <laughs> Fuck North Carolina. So, of course, I took great, great, great solace and enjoyment in watching my man Chris Jones hoist up that three. I guess At the like, buzzer. I guess the only thing I can compare it to is when Auburn uh, lost in the national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Florida State. Yeah, yeah you can feel that. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Benjamin. But that, even, even that like, wasn't as – even that didn't provide the sting that this one did. Because those North Carolina fans thought they had what? They had that shit Oh, yeah, won. yeah. They had it. They, they thought they – when, when Marcus Fage hit that, that, that crazy-ass three, they thought they had the title one. They were ready to shoot the confetti Boy, off. Boy, they thought they had the title one. Those the hats and the shirts you out. Saw, you saw the meme with MJ. You saw the meme with MJ. Those shirts went to Africa. Yeah, those shirts went to Africa. Them shits is in Zimbabwe somewhere. We wet, we wet. Those shits is in Zimbabwe. <laughs> 2016 National Champions North Carolina Tar Heels in Africa in Africa for real yeah so so they really thought that they was gonna win the National Championship like so that was that's that's what made it funny for me cause after Paige like I said after Paige hit that shot man I don't know I thought it was bad juju for Villanova and then they then, he, then Chris Jones at the buzzer man Chris Jones at the buzzer man one of the one of the iconic epic he couldn't believe he made that shot. He couldn't believe it. And it was wet too, though. It was just straight wet. Like, swish. It's special, man. Special. Uh, it made it a little extra special for me because I'm a I'm a I hate UNC and I'm a Duke fan, of course. But it, yeah, it was one of the great it's national championships. Yeah. It's great national championship games. There's a lot of people saying it's the best title game ever. It's one of the best shots ever. Up there with Christian Leitner. Yeah, it's up there. It's definitely up there. I think it's better than Christian Leitner's. Whoa, oh. whoa, 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 there. Whoa, whoa. It's, slow, it's, slow it's, your roll there, Kimbo Because it's for the championship, so. Still, though. The iconic moments in the history of sports, man. Let's, let's slow your roll there, man. I think, it might, pass. I think it might have passed that one. Nah, man. Because nah, it's for the championship. So yeah. it has to be It has to be above his. It has to be. They tied. Tied. I don't know how you can tie. It's 50 years from now, you still going to remember that lateness shot. And you might remember this one too, though. You will. But still, man. Can't, can't, can't beat Leitner, man. Maybe because I'm a Duke fan, but can't beat Leitner, man. That, that's, the, that's, that's just a shot, man. That's it, man. But yeah, man. Uh, the national championship game. Uh, two great teams battling out. Uh, two teams that really dominated the tournament, so... Yeah, man, that was a great game and, and an epic finish. And I think to me, that was probably the game of the year or one of the games of the year as far as just overall. Overall. Because yeah. the Super Bowl was not that great. It was boring. Like, we talked about it. We talked about it when we had the Super Bowl at the house. I was like, I fell asleep during the game. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I took a nap during the fucking third quarter. I was like, man, this shit is boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'd say that one. I can't even think of any other games that would match this game. World Series. Oh, Game 7. Game 7, my fault. Game 7. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Game 7. I say Game 7 and that game are probably tied right now. The NBA Finals Game 7 was pretty good. 
if you had to, like a top five, I would say definitely, obviously, the national championship game, game seven of the World Series, game seven of the NBA Finals. Uh, hmm. That um, Golden State and um, game six, game. Oklahoma City. No, not that one, but the regular season one. Yeah, 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 that yeah. Game, that but it's hard was, to put regular season games. It was, there, it was, was really good though. It was good. It was good. It was good. You could also put if you talk about regular season, you could also put that Dallas uh Pittsburgh game a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Regular season. That was a hell of a game. Yeah, oh, the Kansas City, the Kansas, Kansas City, City Denver, Denver game. Denver game, yeah, that was, that was great. But I, it's not up there with the, It's not up there with yeah, yeah. So I, I just, to me it's games it's between game 7 and uh it's between and game and 7 NC, and this game. So yeah. That was number 7, man, uh on the top 10 stories of 2016. Number 6 we're gonna go with the Golden State Warriors, man, going seventy three and nine, and not winning the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, the biggest story, one of the big, I, to me, the story that carried the NBA this year was the Warriors and their pursuit of history, their pursuit of breaking the ninety six Bulls uh, record of seventy two and ten, which was previously held by the, by the Lakers in nineteen seventy three. They're uh, sixty nine and. Thirteen, uh, but to me, that, that's seventy three and nine. Oh, it's cute. It counts, but they didn't win the championship. So yeah, yeah. Well, Bulls, well, you got to set it up first. You got to set it up. Bulls first. record is better. You got to set it up first. You got to set it up first. So yeah, man. Obviously, the Warriors came into the season defending champions. Uh, obviously, everybody thought that they would, they would obviously be a, again a top team and in contention for another championship, of course. But I don't think anybody expected. For them to come out with that historic start, I mean, I think they came out twenty four and one. Yeah, and they weren't just beating teams; like they were they just blip, 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 they were done. and good teams too. Like, still one of the games that sticks out for me in late twenty fifteen was that game against the Clippers, where they were like down twenty points, and then they ended up coming back and beating the Clippers by twenty points. And Steph Curry just went off for like forty five fucking points. But they can do that. They can. They're always in the game. I mean, they're they always shoot, in the game because the way they can shoot and the way they can score. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody expected the Warriors to be good again, but I don't think anybody expected them to just come out with yeah, that start, especially with like Steve that. Kerr on the sidelines, uh, missing from the sidelines with that back injury to start the season. My man, Luke, shout out to Luke. Uh, I mean, he had a bunch of good players, so it's like, I mean, he's a good guy. Luke, but it's still, coach, still, it's still hard to They were on autopilot. They were kind of autopilot. Yeah, it's still hard to come in there and, as an assistant coach. It's still hard, man. Yeah. But yeah. Nah, and the Warriors just cruised from there, man. They cruised from there. They really didn't. They really didn't sweat the entire season, man. I mean, they had no. a couple hiccups here and there, a couple stretches where like, uh, you know, especially at the end. I think they started to wear. I think they got a little tired of them. I think. I think if anything, going for this record, I think it took a lot out of them because I think you could see it at the end of the regular season that it was just, it was draining. It took a lot out of them. And when they got to the playoffs, they didn't really play well. I mean, the first round, they really had no trouble against Houston, but Houston was fucking garbage. I mean, they can't guard anybody. I mean, me and you can go out there and score 100 points against Houston. So, yeah, they, they yeah, no defense, Houston. Who cares? <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, as they got to the second round, they played Portland. And Portland's a nice team, up-and-coming team, with obviously the great backcourt. Damian Lillard is a monster. CJ McCullough. McCullough is a beast. But... Yeah, they 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 awfully worked hard to beat Portland, so that was the first sign of oh, no. And then, and then of course Curry was hurt. 
yeah, his, you know, he, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, you know, he missed the last, I think, what, the last two games of that, of that uh, Rocket series? I believe so. They so, just seemed a little tired. Yeah, they just look, they, I feel like that, that going for that record kind of wore them down. And um, then they got to that Thunder series, and, you know, Thunder series was, was what it was, man. It was a, it was really an epic series, man. I mean, it was a, Thunder came into the series. Epic collapse. Yeah, it was. It was. It was an epic collapse by the Thunder, which which is ironic what ended up happening to the Warriors just another series later. But, yeah, it was an epic collapse by the Thunder, man. Um, like we talked about it when we talked about Durant going to Golden State. Um, the Warriors, it seemed like they were back on track after that. It seemed like they was really back on track after game six or seven. And I and I thought there was no way they were going to lose to Cleveland. I, I felt like they had all the momentum. And once, once you face death like that, when you're down 3-1, like, it's hard to beat a team after that. So yeah. I thought they were going to go into the finals. And after those first two games, I thought they were going to sweep yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, it did look like they were about to. I thought they were going to sweep Cleveland. Plus, you, I thought they were going to be motivated because everybody said last year, well, they only won because Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. And damn it, through through four games, it was looking real iffy. Yeah. It was looking real iffy. And then we get to forty. And then we get to Kyrie yeah. put up forty. It was, and also a, a, a crucial, a crucial suspension there. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. A crucial suspension that I know people still debate whether it, it impacted the team or not. I don't think. I, I think, think it did. Won. I think they would have won anyway. I think Cleveland would have won. Because I think it cost them two games. I think it cost them in Game Five, obviously, and, I, and it cost them in Game Six because Draymond. Basically, couldn't play the same way he would have played in Game Six, any other series, any other game of the t- of the series, because he was on. Yeah, if he did anything in Game, see Game Seven, it don't count because it's like he would have faced suspension yeah, for the next for the else, following season. Yeah, anything so else, he would have got it caught. So it, it, it hurt them. You can make a case it hurt them for two games. That's no excuse for Tristan Thompson. It's no excuse, but bullying both, but, them. See now, them. I will give you this: you were right about the Bogut injury, and I was wrong. I kind of thought, yeah, because Bogut's kind of a stiff. Eh, they could kind of easily replace some of Spades, and no, the hell they couldn't. I thought that was I thought that was something that changed the series too, man. They really couldn't. Uh, they couldn't stop anybody from getting to the rim or getting offensive yeah, rebounds. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, Kevin Love. They were. And then of course you get the game seven and and an epic epic game, and and there it was, man. They seventy three and nine means nothing. It might as well be the eighteen and one Patriots, man. Means nothing. Yeah, means nothing. Another great regular season that just went it's down nice, the drain. It's a nice trivia question. Oh, it's a nice trivia question, like a motherfucker who who broke the NBA single season record for wins by a team, and Golden State's gonna come up. But what does it mean at the end? Nothing, man. Nothing. So, but it was the story that carried the NBA season last year. I mean, it was. I mean, it almost got on my nerves to a point where I was getting sick and tired. But that was the story, though. That was the story because nothing. I mean, we've, we've, about. we've talked about how the NBA regular season right yeah, now is it's just it's, it's, it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. But after a while, I was just like, because too many bad teams make the playoffs in the East and even in the West now. Because the disparity, the, the disparity of talent now has gotten to the point where even in the West you've got mediocre. Now the West is still deeper than the East, deeper. of course. Yeah, but Dallas was trash, and they yeah. But even then, now it's like, yo, it's yeah. So that gave the regular season some juice. It definitely did. I don't care. I don't think anybody can argue that. I mean, what? Because that made you want to watch Golden yeah, State. I did watch it. I did watch it, even though it was kind of getting on my nerves. But then I, I still watched it anyway because it made it interesting. So. I watched it. Yeah, but yeah. 
that was the story of the NBA basically in 2016 was the Warriors, man. I mean, it, it, you can hate on them or whatever, but that was the that was the story that carried the league for basically the playoffs for the season and the playoffs until obviously the finals. But yeah, man. I mean, 73 and nine, and and uh, losing in the finals and collapsing three one. That was I think that's what makes it even more. I say had, had they lost a hard fought seven game series. But where was Curry? I mean, I understand he was kind of hurt. Okay, I, but that's not an excuse. To be he to be fair, hurt. to be he, fair. See, I don't think you could knock him after last last year's finals because last year's finals, eh, the first time, you know, jitters. Maybe you can make you can make an excuse this year. Unanimous MVP, Unanimous and MVP. you didn't really show up. You didn't show up. No. Now I now I will say, I think the injury probably slowed him down a little bit. I think it has something to do with it. Can't can't totally discount that. But 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 like the like the great Jimmy Connors used to once say, if you play, you're not injured, and if you're injured, don't play. Yeah, he was out there. He was out there, so you got to judge him as as he was able to play. Now he was hampered, of course. But still, still counts in the stat book as a as an epic collapse. So, so the Warriors seventy three nine season is the number six story of the year. <sighs> What's number five, man? Number five, we got Colin Kaepernick takes the knee. Mm. So uh, this was really a story that I mean, you can make the case that this is still kind of something that's it tapered off. It tapered off definitely, and I think. Because of the, the time of year we're in, and obviously the 49ers being trash, that is horrible, and and he and, and his career just basically well, going yeah. in the toilet. I think I think if it I think if this away. was Kaepernick two three years ago, yeah, I think it would have been a bigger story, obviously. But obviously, for those who if you've been living under a rock for the last three or four months and you don't know what the story is about, basically it was a preseason game. I think it was the second preseason game of the year. I want to say it was the second game of the sea of the preseason. I think it was, yeah. And you know, obviously the teams were were standing for the national anthem, and I guess the camera happened to. Sp- I don't even think they were looking for him specifically. I think they were just spanning the players, and I think they happened to pick up that Kaepernick yeah, was, 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 was sitting on the bench. And boy, boy, they jumped on that. They jumped on that, and it was a story that really kind of encompassed. I think it was. I think it was one of those stories that just encompassed everything, especially with the political climate that we were in in 2016, with the rise of Trump, with the police shootings. It was just like it was just like the perfect storm of events. So that Colin Kaepernick situation just really kind of galvanized everything. And it was a huge story, man, whether you whether you agree with the with the with the tactic or not. He accomplished what he set out to do. He got people talking. That was he. He brought attention to the issue, and he got people talking, and he got people riled up, and he got people exposed. People started showing their true colors, which was also a good thing. I think. I, that I think here's and I, I when I when it happened, I was like, I love the stance he's taking. I just wouldn't have done that stance, me personally. Because I think with the with the anthem, I think I think once you do that with the anthem, you open yourself up for a different discussion. Then I think I think it takes it away from what you were really trying to put, get at, and it becomes a thing of patriotism. And because then you started getting into well, is the anthem racist? 
And I think you started getting away from what the true message is. I didn't like that when people started bringing up all the li- the, the lyrics and so, stuff, the third that, verse that, of the that anthem. Have any, that, that was because to me, it, 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 it yeah, real yeah, issue. yeah, that wasn't Which, the real. I, and that and but see, that's my problem with and that wasn't him. Though, it that was, the, that and it wasn't him, but I think it opens it up for that when you do it with the. And that's why I was like, because that's a no win. That's a no because you're not gonna win when you take on the national anthem. Like you're just not gonna win. Like that's a that's a battle you're not gonna win. No matter all he was saying is that those that 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 song didn't represent. uh, Yeah, I get that. People of color. It didn't represent people of color. I get that, and in part I agree, but I just feel like if you're trying to get your message out there, you're you're not you're already going into a disadvantage because you're not going to win that argument. Because there's no justice for all. There's no justice for all. Oh no, we know that. We know that. I mean, do we have to get into the police shootings this year? I mean, do we? Police shootings, mass incarceration, mass incarceration. I mean, you name it. For real. Job discrimination. Exactly. So, so yeah. I just feel like I feel like, but, but the only issue I have with the flag, the the flag thing itself, and the anthem thing itself is, and now you take it away from equality for black people, police brutality, which was his message, yeah. and then it comes into like, well, disrespecting the military and doing, and I know it wasn't him specifically. But I, you allow you open that Pandora's box. When to me, I feel like had he done another route, could have been a little bit. To but they wouldn't have listened. You're right. So he was. It was really a kind of a double edged sword with him because it was like if I take this route, nobody's going to listen. But if I go this extreme route, people will listen, but then they'll run with it. And it was good because when when people took notice of it, they started asking him questions, and he started speaking his mind. He started he speaking very, his mind. He did a very good now. The job. only thing I didn't like, the only thing that I couldn't, I couldn't, and I was rocking with him for everything. Like, yo, he was giving the, the proper answers. You believe, even though you didn't agree with everything, or you may not have, you you respected that he had answers for all the tough questions. And he always kept his composure. Always kept his composure. But the only thing I couldn't rock with is right after the Dallas shootings with the pig socks. Yeah, that was the only mistake. If you didn't know about it, uh, he wore, uh, the cameras caught pictures of him wearing like Like pigs in a blanket. To uh, practice or something. To practice. uh, But he he had worn the socks before. Yeah, but But I just, to me, situational awareness. Situational awareness. That that story is hot. The Dallas thing, that's another story that kind of galvanized because no matter what, what side of the fence you're on, that was a hot button issue. And to just do that, to me, that took the message away from what you were really trying to trying to get to, and it just made it something else. But it was that way on on both ends of the yeah yeah. No, I, I agree. But there were people that were that are African Americans that were taking it to that extreme, and there were yeah. there were uh, Caucasians yeah. that were taking it to, to the, the extreme. extreme. So yeah, it's, so, it's every 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 issue is going to have those extremes on both sides. But I just feel like the sock, it just wasn't necessary because now it takes it takes it takes the credibility away from your message. Yeah, a little bit. A and that, that's what that's no, what I was it just, just upset it, with. It, it, it diverse the tension on that. That people that were against his message, it, it gave now them something, they have exactly. gave them now they have to focus on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It takes the message. credibility away from the message because now all of a sudden so the people that, that are against you, well, look, see, I can't believe him. He he thinks cops are pigs and blah blah blah. Like yeah, that was what, instead that was a of slight yeah, mistake. exactly he, that was a slight mistake, but it didn't last long. It didn't he, last he, long. He, it wasn't because was I think the stuff. issue already was was, and I think it was one of those issues that I don't think you were really gonna win. It was either you're against him. Or you understand him. It's like that was it. It's like it really wasn't um, a situation that you really could have um, won in that in that regard. I don't. I don't think. 
I don't think I think it's almost like the Muhammad Ali not serving in Vietnam. I think at the time people and we'll get into that. I wish um, a major I wish I wish a major athlete would do it. I mean cuz Colin Kaepernick he was one. See, had he, he done lost, it, had he, he done it two, three luster. years ago, he lost a lot of his. Had luster. he had he and had so, he done it two, three years ago, I think it would have been a bigger message. But I don't think an athlete of that caliber is going to do that, man. Because that's an extreme. You basically that's because it's career suicide in a way. Oh, it's, no, it's endorsement suicide for for sure. Because even yeah. guys like um, what was it, Brandon Marshall? He started. He lost his. Well, it was an endorsement, a small one from like yeah. a federal, yeah, like from like a, a, a credit, from a credit local, union, local, local, yeah, local credit yeah. union or something. Yeah, but. I mean, if one of these other big name guys, it'll mean Nike. They will pull out. Yeah, they pulling out, bro. <laughs> they not playing Pepsi, that shit. Sprite or whatever. They not playing that, bro. that. Nike gonna pull the fuck out. These guys. Yeah. So, no. um, nobody wants to risk that, and that's that's not a good thing. It's not, not a good thing. That's not a good thing because these corporations don't care about. What you're saying? They just care money. They care about money. That's what you're saying. But that's their jobs. They care about the bottom line. Well, the athlete too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we and we've known that. We've known that. But I, I it like, used to be that way though. It, it didn't. Used to be that it way. didn't. But we we were. We, we'll get into that though. We'll get into that with Muhammad Ali when we discuss Muhammad Ali uh, in, a, in a couple couple segments. But yeah, man. I mean, I think the Kaepernick story was was just one of those that um, divided a lot of people. Because I mean, even even you had. I mean, we were we're veterans, and it divided veterans because there were some veterans that were against his actions, and the majority of veterans actually supported him because. We fought for him for him to have that right, whether you agree with him or not. It's like that's right. his right. Yeah, it's yeah. right to protest exactly peacefully. That way, he wasn't exactly doing anything wrong or violent or anything. He was protesting peacefully in his own way. Yeah, exactly. Right to do that. Exactly. So, um, that was a huge story, man. I mean, you can make the case that this cop this could be in the top three. I mean, because this was a huge, huge story. Because this this kind of it's kind of transcended sports. It became obviously with politics. I mean, Clinton and Trump were getting questions about it. You know, it, it kind of transcended politics in a way. So, um, or transcended sports in a way. It became a huge issue. I mean, I remember for like a good two week stretch. I mean, it was the top story in all the national news oh, sites yeah. and whatever. It was on every day. Yeah, it was on every day. So it, it really became a huge thing, and it was a, probably one of the biggest stories. Uh, of the year, so uh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, and I think it's too soon to tell whether it worked or not. I mean, I think I don't think you're gonna like. It's, I, like I was, I was saying earlier with the Muhammad Ali thing. I think it's gonna take a generation. I think it's gonna take twenty, twenty five, thirty years to know if this really changed anything. Because I think right now, in such a divided climate that we live in, political climate that we live in, I, I think, think it's really Trump, hard. I to, think the election kind of. Took a, a lot away from it because people weren't. I mean, people were focused on him, but then yeah. once, then once the election elected, got full swing, the debates, then it was the, the debates, debates, were really the took, debates yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. took a lot of the attention yeah. away from yeah uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. So yeah, that was the number five story of uh, 2016: Colin Kaepernick and his uh, stance on the national anthem. Man, number four, the Rio Olympics. Um, obviously, every year or every four years. In that particular year, the Olympics are always going to be a big story. Um, now, I mean, they only come around four years, every four years, and it's you know basically two weeks. So those are always going to be big time uh, news items. What happens in the Olympics? It's crazy because, like, for me, I, I always kind of go back and forth with the Olympics. I'm sometimes some years I'm in them, I'm into them, and other years I'm like, eh, eh. I'm into it every year. 
every every um, uh, well every four years every, every time uh, yeah every time it comes on some 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 cycles I'm into them sometimes I'm like eh. I love it yeah. Like, oh, wait, I was really into the Olympics. 2012, I was like, eh, not so much. And then this year, I actually caught myself. At first, I was like, I'm not really going to be into them. And then I kind of got into them. I found myself watching uh, games I never even watched before. Because the it's crazy, because I would always watch swimming, track and field, obviously. I was watching all kinds of stuff. And then, and then obviously, back in the day, I used to watch a lot of the basketball. But now, I mean, basketball was just... I mean, the last two Olympics, I really haven't watched basketball a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll peek it. This year, I actually started more focusing more on the basketball because they were having so, so many struggles early on. Remember? They were slumming it early. They were man. slumming it early. I mean, it actually looked – I mean, they and they could have lost a couple oh, of Oh, yeah, they could have lost yeah. two of them. Two of them yeah. for sure. They, they, if Carmelo Anthony won the um, – Yeah, Melo bailed Mello, him out in a couple Mello games. Melo bailed him yeah. out. Uh, I think – did Kyrie bail him out? No, it was no just, I think uh, Durant did. Maybe it was Durant. I know for sure Melo bailed him out. One I think Durant went sure off on one of the games too. Maybe it was Durant. He be, maybe it was, yeah. yeah. So Durant they they had a cut. So it at least made it somewhat watchable and appealing early on in the Olympics. The first couple, the first what first round or two. Yeah. To watch basketball because and then they know, got back to the regular scheduled program. Yeah, and, and they uh, just started blowing teams out left and right. So the basketball was what it was, but I mean, obviously to me, what carried the Olympics is swimming and gymnastics, man. Mm. And track, you saying both? Yeah, but there was no real Americans in the track, so it was just kind of like. Eh. But so it's better when you have a big like if you say both was American, I think it would even be a bigger. They tried to blow up uh, Gatlin until yeah, Gatlin, Bo- Gatlin, Bo- Gatlin yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always try to hype up Gatlin. It's like Gatlin stop up. Gatlin. Like maybe some other time if Bolt wasn't running, like yeah, maybe. But it's just like nah. Nah, it's a sorry. Yeah, way, way. The next race, he didn't yeah, look like he yeah. was trying. Yeah, he wasn't even in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even trying at that point, man. He was, he was just like, he was yeah, man. But I mean, gymnastics, man, with the with that team, man, of girls, man. They just they went out there and did the damn thing. Especially Simone Biles, man. I mean, it was basically her. It was her, Michael Phelps, and Katie Ledecky's Olympics, man. I think all the other like female like gymnastic. Olympians, I think they just kind of went into it knowing that we don't have a chance here. With no, Simone. I, mm. I really think so. Because I mean, she really it, did. It, she it really, is. she took what Gabby uh, Douglas did in 2012 and just kind of like, yeah, turned that shit even to a bigger thing. I mean, people weren't even talking about Gabby Douglas that much. Nah, well, until I mean, she, she was into the she, whole controversy thing, which was she, fuck, her, which was, she didn't put her hand over, yeah, uh, over her heart, which, 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 which was fucking got, stupid. Just, people just find anything to make a controversy yeah. out of now. They like picking on her too, though. They, yeah, they pick on her a lot. Yeah, they do. Cause I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah, you know, like she's always, never yeah. done anything. But they always yeah, they pick always on pick her. on her. But whatever. I mean, it's like, and she's fucking nineteen. Like, ain't like she's fucking thirty. Like she's had, nineteen. But these other dudes, what were they doing? Like, they didn't, she didn't have her hand over her. But these other dudes, they over here clearly not paying attention to the anthem or anything, attention. and they don't ever say nothing. But whatever, it is what it is. But yeah, man. I mean, the Olympics. Uh, I think to be the biggest. Story of the Olympics was just the continued dominance of Michael Phelps, man. I mean, I think he was the Olympics, man, for real. I mean, him at 31 years old, because initially he had retired. He said he wasn't going to compete, and then he made a comeback in uh, 2014 and said he was going to compete in the Olympics. And there was still some skepticism. Like I said, you know, like when we talked about earlier, uh, when we covered Michael Phelps, um, you know, we, we you know there was still some skepticism about him making a comeback. He definitely lost a step a little bit. He lost a step. He lost a step. I mean, he, he yeah, he's thirty one, man. Swimming is a young man's game, man. For yeah. real. I mean, there's not a lot of dudes that even make it past thirty. And he's and he's 
and he's able to dominate at 30. Yeah, that was the one guy, though. The guy that won the um, 100-meter uh, freestyle. What was it? 50, no, it was 50-meter freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. He was like 30, he was 35 or something like that. Was he? He was, yeah, he was quite a bit older than Phelps, but he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, to me, the story of the Olympics was Phelps, man. I mean, just his continued dominance and I think his solidifying that he is at least top two, if not the... He's the best, best Olympian, Olympian ever. ever. Yeah, he is the... Jesse Owens, because of the political... Yeah, the... Impact, impact and doing it in, yeah. and doing it in Germany in, Germany, yeah. in 1932. You know, slapping their face. Take, take, takes a little bit. Takes it a little bit. Or what was it 36, 32, which one? 36. I don't remember. Um, 19. Don't kill me. I'm sorry. I haven't watched the movie race either. I'm gonna say 36. I think it was 36 because I think it was in Munich, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I could look it up, but I don't feel like it. Shout out to Jesse Owens though. <laughs> but yeah, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's, he's in the discussion, definitely. I mean, you can make the case. I can make the case. He's the best Olympian ever, man. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Yeah. So I so think he wins. Yeah, and wins. So I think he. Gold he medals. I think that was the story of the Olympics, man. Him solidifying himself as the goat. Yeah. What was your story of the Olympics, man? Biles. Well, Phillips. Uh, yeah. He he takes it for sure. Yeah. 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 Also, you can't forget about the what's I always I always forget her name. Obviously, Katie Ledecky, she would probably be a, a third on the list because she dominated. Yeah, she I mean, dominated. she and she, she was really dominated. She really dominated. Yeah, she really she really dominated. Nobody. I mean that. Yeah, they didn't come close. To they her. didn't come close to her. I mean, it was it was it, it was, was it was sometimes like it looked like she was gonna lap people or something. She was. I think she, she was did lap. Yeah, she, she did, did lap, lap girl. Yeah, yes. she did lap uh, somebody. She did. So it was crazy, man. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, to me, the Olympics always are a big deal. But this, you know, this year, and this could be the last Olympics for for Phelps and yeah, I think it and is. Bolt, it should be should be and Bolt. Bolt. Although I do, still I, got some yeah, juice. He Bolt, got some Bolt gas in the tank. Juice. Yeah, he got some gas in the tank. So I think he will probably he look good. Make he an looked, appearance in. Uh, he still looked make really an appearance dominant. in twenty twenty. But he didn't look uh, like he lost a step to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Uh, yeah, man, this this Olympics obviously was newsworthy because of Phelps' dominance, because of Biles. So it's going to be interesting in four years what uh, what's going to happen. I still think there's a chance Phelps might come back. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I think it's definitely a chance that uh, we'll see both again. And then it's going to be interesting to see how Simone Biles follows up in four years. Yeah. Oh, and what's that? What's that? What's the other girl that that kind of kind of gave uh, Biles a run for her money? Her teammate. Um, Vasquez, Vasquez, I think, right? Or Hernandez, no. right? What was her name? What's the girl's name? Ray- no, it was Raisman. No, not Raisman. Not Allie Raisman? No. No, no not, not Raisman, no. Not, uh, um, not Vasquez. Uh, she's from Old Bridge, where my family's from, or where my family lives. Uh, what's, that? what's that girl's name? Man? But yeah, I, I mean, every year, the Olympics is, uh, is a... I think it's a, tough for gymnastics, though. Like, for them, because gymnasts, I think they have a shorter um, yeah. lifespan than for competing than anybody else. Yeah. Because you don't really see a lot of gymnasts that are like, what, over like 20 something, 21, 22. Usually they're young, like 15, 16. They, they might do two Olympics. Like, you might not see Gabby Douglas again. Yeah, I think I think it's done for Gabby Douglas. You might right? not. You probably won't see I think it's, Raisman I think, again. 
Yeah, I think I think I think you'll see it'll be some other group of girls that are like 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. usually they do like two Olympics. And Lori Hernandez, yeah. Okay. Usually they like So I think I think I think in 4 years obviously it'll be Bio's team cuz this year was more of Gabby Douglas's team. She was leading it. Well, well she was the captain, but cuz she was the oldest, was but Bio's was the Biles just was like if, like 4 years ago it was it was uh I think it was Raceman that was the captain, but Douglas kind of took over and yeah. was the star. So I think in four years you'll see Simone Biles, you'll see Lori Hernandez, and I think you'll see uh, the Madison coaching the little young girl. She like she was twelve, a little girl, the little white girl with the blonde hair. Yeah, but she was she looked young, but Hernandez was the one that was the young. Hernandez, yeah, Hernandez was, was I think was 15, fifteen, right? 15, 16, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was beasting though too. I mean, I, if, if Biles wasn't there, I mean, you can easily make the case that. Hernandez was was the beast of the crew. Yeah, she performed well. Raceman, Raceman was solid. Surprised people. Yeah, Raceman solid. But yeah, man, the Olympics, man, are what they are, man. Everybody, everybody gets uh, into the Olympics at least in some for some events more than others. Obviously, I'm, I can't tell you that I'm in there watching uh, fencing <laughs> at every night level. But uh, yeah, man, the Olympics are what they are, man. It's a great great event. And uh, we get up for it for four years. Oh, man. and boxing. Um, God, what's her name? Girl, she repeated. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's her name? God, I hate that we only go on these people's names. Yeah, what's her name? I can't even remember. So I watched. She's actually uh, she turned pro on her first uh, pro fight. I can't even remember. But I think she was the first um, female Olympian to uh, win back to back. And you had so a lot I of think first, she was the first American, that's another box, thing too. And American that's, boxer, American boxer to win. And that's uh, another thing too. You had a lot of the firsts in this Olympics too. Uh, old girl that won the the first black swimmer. What was her name? I can't remember her name either. My bad, yo. Hey, this these Olympics were in August, man. I I can't remember half the shit that goes on yeah. like two days ago, man. So bear with us. But yeah, man, uh, the Olympics always a big deal. I think that was definitely the number. Four story of the year, Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Shields, back to back gold. Yeah, shout out to her. Number three, the death of Muhammad Ali, man. That was so. We've talked about 2016 being a hell of a year for deaths, man. And I don't think any death was more impactful than. Obviously, Prince was a big deal, but I think this one really took people, was the Muhammad Ali. I mean, I know it did for me um, because, I mean, this guy, this man, I mean, you're talking about he was voted athlete of the century for the night, for the 20th century. and Probably one of the most recognizable One athletes. of the most recognizable athletes in the world ever, ever. 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 That's why I said. You, you can make the case that he's the greatest athlete ever. Along with American American athlete, of course, ever. Along with Jordan, Ruth, you know. But his different from Jordan and Ruth because we're, we're talking about his impact in the sport and outside of, outside of the ring. Yeah, I mean his so, his his impact as far as uh, a boxing figure, especially at the time where boxing you can make the case boxing was the the second biggest sport, you know. Or at the time where boxing was still at its peak, or it still peak. at its peak, especially for heavyweights. Exactly, especially for heavyweights, and and what he was able to do not only in in, in the squared circle, but then out of it, 
with his stance against the Vietnam War and what that represented and what that meant. Um, it was great, man. And, and just the guts that he took to have a stance like that. Because um, we talk about athletes nowadays. I mean, there's no athlete that's taking a stance like that. No, Especially, no way. And it, and it wasn't like he was some bum. Like, this was no, – at good. the time, he was the top – he was the world champion. He was the champion. You could make the case he was the biggest athlete at the time. Yeah, at that. that time he was. For so sure. for him to have that stance, at that, that's like literally like that's like that's like LeBron. James. That's like LeBron having a stance like that right now. You know what I'm saying? Which would not happen. Exactly. So it, it was his impact is to me will never be matched. And then some of the things that he was. He wasn't. He wasn't afraid. Like he wasn't afraid to to call out racism in America. He wasn't afraid. Like he was not going to be your token black guy. He wasn't going to no. be. You know, we have. You know, you guys have a saying. What is the saying? You know what I mean? The house nigga. He wasn't going to be the house he nigga. Man. Do it, no. He wasn't. He he was he was going to tell it like it is. And a lot of times, and I even even I didn't agree with everything he said. Some of his views on some on some things, but overall, he told you what he felt. And you felt like there was conviction with what he said. And and it's interesting because later on in his life, he became such a beloved figure because there was a lot of people, kind of like Colin Kaepernick, that loved what he did and hated and vilified him. Because that fight of the century, March 8th, 1971, or was it March 8th, 1971? The fight of the century, the first ever fight between uh, Ali and Foreman, or Ali and uh, Frazier. A lot of people rooted for Ali to lose because they just hated him. They felt like he was a coward. He was a quitter. Uh, You know, he was someone that was un-American. I mean, these are all the things. I mean, if you look at the, you read the documentaries and 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 all those things. People just didn't like his stance, and they didn't like how brash he was. Well, a he was black and demonstrative. March eighth, nineteen seventy one. I was right. The the fight of the century, man. Madison Square Garden. Muhammad Ali trying to get his title back from Joe Frazier. I mean, it, it, it was at the time he went into that. They were both undefeated too, which made that fight even more epic. But I mean, we're even talking about the social impacts that it, you know, kind of more him on the on the on outside the boxing ring. But I mean, what he did as a boxer, man. I mean, and he is the greatest of all time. I mean, there's no discussion. Oh, yeah, we can end that. We can end that right there. Y'all well, can break Floyd, Floyd Mayweather up all not, y'all want. There's, he's, not, he's not. He's not. He can't carry this dude's jockstrap, man. For real. Let's 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 end that right there, please. Muhammad Ali, because you even have people trying to debate that shit. He fought the best of his time. He fought in the best era of boxing, maybe ever. Best era, but he fought fought other dominant fighters. George Foreman. Floyd Mayweather has never fought another George Foreman. Never. I mean, he took dangerous fights, and boxers don't do that nowadays. George Foreman. George Foreman could have killed him. Yeah. Fighting Frazier. Frazier damn near killed him. Yeah. Three so, times, yeah. So, so I mean, I mean come on, man. We, we, we can, we can, we can, we can end that debate right Look there before he even starts. Uh, Please, let's, let's, let's even fight let's, let's, let's stop it, man. It's okay. Ali is the greatest, man. You can make a case for Marciano, maybe Sugar Ray uh, Robinson, Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson, um, maybe Dempsey, but that's it. That's it. That's it. A, he's a heavyweight, and B. He fought other Goliaths in his era. So that's it. There's, there's, no, there's no comparison. Ali's the greatest. And then you get to what he did outside the ring, which we've already covered twofold. Just everything he did. And then I found it interesting that 
you know, kind of he went from this person. So think of him like as a person who's like vilified or a person that's that's really controversial and really a, a person that's kind of polarizing now. He was somebody like that in the, in the late 60s, early 70s, even into the late 70s. He was somebody that was very polarizing. And you were either either on the camp where you didn't like him or you hated him. But then I think it changed and he almost became the most beloved figure. Plus his, uh, I think a lot of it was the Parkinson's Parkinson's, because I think people felt sorry for him because I don't even think if you hated him, I don't think nobody was a great figure. Exactly. Just kind of diminished, diminished like that. Yeah. I think that really kind of humbled him. I think it humbled him because I think a lot of people didn't like him because he was cocky and arrogant. Yeah. But I think it humbled him and I think it kind of humanized him in a lot of ways. So I think that it was, it's just, I find it ironic that he went from being this person and I think it was more, and I don't think it was, and I think it was, is more evident than the fact that he went on from being this person who people thought was an un-American and we need to kick him out of the country because he wasn't a patriot to lighting the Olympic torch in 96 in Atlanta for the Olympics. So that's the life that Muhammad Ali, I mean, we can, we can have a fucking entire episode on Muhammad Ali. Unfortunately, none of us are old enough to have watched him fight. Obviously, the best we could do is YouTube, ESPN Classic. Um, and we've gone back and seen some of the great fights that he had. Um, that, fight, that fight with Foreman, man. I mean, that was a fucking brutal-ass fight, bro. Like, crazy. But his his death, his impact on the sport of boxing, sports in general, and society – as a whole, I mean, you got to give him credit. One of the great, if not the greatest athlete, American athlete ever produced, man. Definitely. He's in the conversation. I don't, yeah. I, to me, I think he is. Just yeah. from his I mean, impact. Yeah, he is. And his dominant at his sport. I can't think of anyone else. The one thing you could say is that kind of the last few years of his, of his career, he kind of hang on. He held on too long. Obviously, yeah. we all know about yeah. the Larry Holmes fight. Where he was just he was just washed up. He was done. I hate but, when people do that. Yeah, that that was the one thing you could kind of put on him. Like, yeah, he probably should have retired after the Thriller in Manila. He, should, he probably should have retired after that. But I mean, I, I don't I don't think you could really argue with him being the third most impactful story of the year. I mean, the death of Muhammad Ali, and it wasn't a tragedy. I mean, it was expected. He had Parkinson's yeah. disease. For almost twenty, almost thirty years, so you know it, it was bound to happen. He was getting older and health, and his health started deteriorating. So you know, it was bound to happen. But uh, yeah, man, rest in paradise, Muhammad Ali, the goat, man, for real. That was the number three story. Uh, number two, number two, LeBron James brings the title back to Cleveland. I can't stand this motherfucker. So you talk about it. I mean, it was huge. How long? How long had it been? Sixty to sixty-four. And the Browns, man, Jim Brown. So that was that was big. That was big for that city because they needed that. I mean, I got family in Cleveland, so I know. I know. I know. I know. I know it was big. Not just not just from a sports aspect, but Cleveland had been that's that Ohio as a as a whole has been had been struggling. Yeah, you know the industry. Um, Manufacturing industry been, I mean, it's been the down. Rust belt, man. It's the, it's the, it's the rust belt. It needed man. that. It needed yeah. that something to lift that city. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, obviously, we could get into what it meant to Cleveland, but obviously, it's a story that captive, captivated a lot of people because obviously the, the the city of Cleveland. I mean, if you're a sports fan, 
He fulfilled his promise, though, man. He said he was going to bring a, a title back to Cleveland, and he with, did it. With help from Adam Silver, but I digress. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, it was it, obviously, as a sports fan, you know the plight of Cleveland, man, and the plight of Cleveland sports in general. And Cleveland just was one of those cities that you just – you just felt like they would always find a way, and they still technically did with the Indians and the World Series, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, you always kind of felt like Cleveland and their teams just were just had bad luck because they, they always got to the big dance and would choke. Obviously, the Browns in the 80s, yeah. perfect example. The Indians in the 90s, you know. LeBron, his first time. LeBron, yeah. So it just kind of felt like, damn, that city is cursed. And I'm sure residents of that city, and obviously I have family in Cleveland. Couldn't get over the hump. Finally got over the hump, hump, man. They finally got over the hump. Finally got over it. And I think what made it more special was the fact that they beat the Warriors, this team that was going for a record that a lot of people thought they had no chance of beating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then coming back from 3-1, that's what made it. So from a basketball perspective, it was huge. Going into it, I thought they could beat them because I didn't. I felt like without having Kyrie and, and Kevin Love, the previous. I just thought it was. Year, I, I just thought it was a bad matchup. I, I'll be honest. I thought at first. I I, I just thought again it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be. I, I I'll be honest. Like in the season, you all knew that it was just going to be a rematch because obviously Cleveland plays in the fucking garbage ass Eastern Conference. Where yeah, it's a cakewalk. It's basically you can uh, pencil them in. We can pencil yeah. them in right now. You can pencil them in right now. So. Um, I knew Cleveland and Golden State were most likely going to meet each other in the finals again. Mostly going to meet up in the finals again. And I, I think that – I think if you would have asked me like early on in the playoffs, I would have said, eh, maybe Golden State and not looking too tough. I would say it's going to be another six, seven-game series. But then once I thought – once I saw Golden State come back from, from 3-1 and beat the Thunder, I was like, yo, this at best this will be a five-game series. At best. And I don't hey, and you could be the biggest LeBron fan, you could be the biggest Cavs fan. And if you say otherwise, you're a fucking liar. Nobody at the game four gave Cleveland the damn chance. Nobody. LeBron played his ass off though. He did. He that did. whole series. Listen, I mean that dude put up. I I am serious numbers. Now I will say that people are saying that's the greatest performance in finals history. Let, let's slow down, because the first four games, he was ass. Let's be real. Let's be real now. He was ass in those first four games. Let's be – Mo, let's be – come on now. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play well, but he – He didn't play well. He did not play well. His numbers – He turned it up game, from game five on, he turned it up. If you See, this is why I don't like – I feel like people can't be objective with LeBron, and that's my problem. Like me, I'm a LeBron hater, but I'm also being objective. The first two, three games of the season, like statistically, it looked good. But if anybody who watched those games knew that he didn't have the type of performances that he was accustomed to. Now, the, I, I thought his series the year before was way better than this year. Like in 2015 and in those finals, like he dominated. He was the best player on the court. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even a debate. I thought this year. His first four games were not as great. I thought the game five was epic, obviously. The 41 points just completely dominated. Game six, obviously we know that where he basically just took the Warriors' manhood. And then obviously we all know about game seven. So I thought the I thought he finished the series great and epically. But I think the start out, so let's slow down on, you know, that was an all-time great 
finals performance. Twenty nine uh, points, eleven assists. Again, he finished. He finished the series strong, but to start out, he was game four where they got blown out and Draymond punked him. Look at that! Look at look at that! Look at that game. He did not have a great game in that game. Let's be honest. And game three, the game the the game that they had won up to that point, game three, Kyrie went off in that game more than LeBron did. I know he had thirty points, but it was Kyrie that balled out. Kyrie came out and just destroyed them. Yeah. But anyway, and look, I'm a LeBron hater. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I don't like the man for my own particular reasons that we can get into on many other podcasts. But I thought this was the now. Granted, he didn't start it out well. Games five, six, and seven, I thought that was the best basketball LeBron has ever played at that point. He To me, that, he finally that, did what I wanted to see him do. Exactly. In, in a final. Exactly. I wanted to see him take over. And he did. And, and, and put and his did. team on his back. Now. And take him to the. Uh, I, I will preface. I am giving him some credit. I will preface this. Who, who hit the biggest shot? Oh, yeah. Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. He put the uh, ice on him. He put the uh, and what school did he go to? What school did he go to? Uh, Where did he get his education from? You mean the one year? No, no, no. What school did he go to? You said education. He got his education from where? No, I want you to say school. The the Duke University. Remember that? Oh, that's where he went. Yeah, that's where he went. But anyway, for like five games. He had his finger. He had the best <laughs> man. Come on, man. Don't play with me with that. <laughs> Does it really count that he went to Duke? He went to Duke, bro. That counts. Anyway, that's family. Duke fam. All right? Hashtag Duke fam. But anyway, uh, I thought LeBron had his best series ever, in my opinion. He finally um, stepped it up. Because he finally stepped it up, man. He finally, And then the moment that will live in infamy. The block. The block, man. That, that to me, is his that's iconic gonna statue, moment. That's, that's going to be his that's statue, man. That's his moment. That's going to be his statue. That's his statue. When he, that's when, his moment. When he retires and they put yeah, the that's, that's statue, a, that's the his moment, statue out there. That's, that's his moment. Block. The block, man. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was it. The Warriors were done after that. They were done. I mean, I know that this, the game was still tied then, but they were, they were done. They were, they were finished after that block, man. And, of course, they win the championship, and LeBron is the sportsman of the year. Which he Although deserved. I don't think he deserved it, but that's another Which argument. He deserved it. I thought the Cubs, we've discussed it, what, the first episode of the oh, podcast? Yeah. I thought the Cubs should have got it, but whatever. Cleveland Cavaliers are NBA champions, man. And it was a huge, huge deal. Game 7 was epic. Almost 30 million people watched. It's a huge, huge, huge sporting event, man. If they, if they meet up again, this will be one of those like series that you watch on NBA TV. Like yeah. when they go back classic, and watch classic like rivalries classic, and shit, like, yeah, like yeah, the Celtics yeah. and the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think it'll be that on that level because Celtics and the Lakers 10, was over. years from now. But still, Celtics and Lakers was a rivalry from like generation, different teams. I mean, the 20, 30, 40. I mean, the history of the NBA is basically Celtics Lakers. So it'll be, on but it'll, but for a short time period, I mean, it's it's gonna be up there. Like Bulls and Knicks or something. Or? Yeah, yeah, it'll be on that level. Yeah, it'll be on that level because you can tell these two teams don't like each other. No, nope. you can tell. No, they don't. Yeah. So now I think it's hard. Be, I think it'll be it's hard. Now, be fair. That suspension helped. I don't think so. It helps. I mean, you can't say you can't say it didn't help, man. You can't say it didn't help. And like I stated before, that suspension hurt the, the Warriors 
because it hurt them for basically two games. You can say whatever you want to say about the Now, granted, they still had a chance to win the games. They still should have. That still doesn't change the fact that they had to go out there and play. But Draymond Green is the backbone of that team. You can't act like he was just some bench player that that was lost and they still should have won. Like he was an important factor on that team because we know how small they are without Draymond Green. We know how weak they are without Draymond Green. He gives them that attitude, their identity. They're even weaker now. So listen, that was a huge – and LeBron snitched. Let's be honest. He snitched because you ain't supposed to go into the podium after game four and say what that man said, man. Come on now. Come on now. Adam Silver ain't have to do it. Hey, Adam Silver is in LeBron's pocket. We know this. We know this, man. So he'll be in his pocket this year when they win it again. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. They're not I think, I think, we'll uh, yeah, they will. Because Kevin Durant doesn't help them going up against. Kevin Durant cannot play uh, against LeBron James. He cannot face LeBron James. He can't do it. Listen. So having Kevin Durant on the Warriors, that, that maybe weakens, Dr- maybe that Draymond, weakens them. That weakens maybe them Draymond won't the, kick the motherfuckers in the nuts anymore this year and actually not have so many te- technicals against him. And maybe he can play a full series. Watch and take LeBron's manhood again because he oh, took his manhood in game four. Let's be honest. He took his manhood. I ain't worried about it because Kevin Durant is Cleveland's secret weapon. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's the oh, double agent. Oh, shit. It's a double yeah. agent. Hey, right whatever, man. Listen. Watch him I think, up. Watch uh, him up. It's going to be Cleveland and, and the Warriors. Oh, yeah. I mean, look. Pretty much. We can I, 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 hate to, I hate to break it to y'all folks, but uh, call me in June. We'll be there full force in June when the finals start, covering, giving you wall-to-wall coverage of the finals. But let's be honest, it's going to be Golden State. Uh, unless any, unless a strong series of unforeseen events happen, like LeBron tears his Achilles or Golden State just collapses against somebody in the West, uh, it's going to be Cavs, Warriors, Game 1, Part Oracle three. Arena. <laughs> Cavs Warriors Part 3. Yeah. Uh, let's be fair. But, yeah, man, Cleveland, the Cavs winning the championship this year. It was a huge story. You can make the case it would have been the biggest story of the year if story number one didn't happen. So, with that said, um, the top one? story of the year, the story that culminated, that captivated all of sports in 2016, none other than – well. The- yeah, the Cubs, they won. You fucking up was... the, 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 the introduction, man. My bad. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. I kind of, to me, the Cubs were favorite, though. All they right. were that's, 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 that's So the Cubs winning the World Series, obviously, is our number one story of 2016. I mean, it was huge, but they were favorite. I, I, think, I think you're confusing. Because, look, baseball, you can be favorite all you want. It, it, it first of all, the fact that it, it had been seven years since the team with the best record in baseball had won a championship, the 2009 Yankees. So being favored in baseball is nothing because like we've, we've talked about it. Teams can get hot. A pitcher gets hot out of nowhere and can carry a team to a championship. It's a lot like hockey. Goalies get hot. Teams that are seven seeds or low seeds can make a run. It, it, it happens. So the Cubs were favored. They clearly had the best team. They had a powerhouse team with with young players galore, but it's still the Cubs. They were still a team that well, they 108 years, 
And me as a baseball, as a lifelong baseball fan, I have been conditioned to kind of like the Cole Cleveland thing, but it was more with a franchise. Like the Cubs just always found a way to blew it, to blow it. They were the lovable losers. That's their nickname, the lovable losers. 108 years. They hadn't gotten to a World Series since 1945. So I don't think you could have made coming into the season. I know they had a great team on paper. They had a great team on paper last year. And what happened? They got swept by my Mets. So, but they were, you can make a case they were a year early. They were, they were still trying to get their feet under them, under themselves. So they came into the season hot. They won 103 games. But in the postseason, they, but they, in the postseason, they got tested. And I'll still, and I'll still say this. And I've said this with some of my other buddies that, that watch baseball. I said this. I said, if the Cubs write a documentary about this championship season, the game that they're over, that any Cub fan and any baseball fan is going to look back on is the ninth inning of Game 4 of the NLDS against the Giants. Because to me, if the Giants go, to, go back to Wrigley 2-2 with Cueto and maybe Bumgarner out of the bullpen, the Cubs are not getting out of that, out of that division so. series. No. That's the team that they did not – they did not – Especially the Giants, a dynasty, a team that's used to winning big games, a team that at that point was undefeated in the elimination games. If they had won that game and went back to Wrigley 2-2, I don't think the Cubs lift and tell about it. Yeah, no. So that was their game that they needed to win, and they had an epic comeback in, 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 in the NLDS in, in the ninth inning. But that was more against Bochi. Bochi just kept bringing in fucking relievers. Because I knew – because, you know, the Giants' Achilles heel all year was their bullpen. But Bochy didn't make it any better because he didn't stick to one guy. He kept bringing guys in and out of that bullpen. He basically handed the game to the Cubs. He should have kept uh, Matt Moore. But the, the Giants, uh, they had way more. He should have kept, kept Matt Moore. They had way more problems. Second half of the season, the Giants just didn't yeah, they collapsed. They had a, score, they, they, they were the best team. They were the best team in baseball. They had up the best record point. up until that point. They had the best record in baseball up through the first the, half yeah. and through the All Star break, and, and then, then they, they collapsed. Had, the worst, almost the yeah. worst record in the second half. So, and they barely, they barely, barely made the playoffs. Made it, so, made it. yeah, I mean, but I, I thought that was a big series for the Cubs because to me, that kind of, because I, I was one that said, okay, the Cubs have this great team, 103 wins, but let me see how they handle pressure. Let me see what they do when the moment, when the lights are on bright, when the pressure's on them, let me see if they'll be able to respond. Last year, they had all the pressure in the world. They were favored against the Mets. People forget that. They were favored against the Mets. And the Mets, the Mets didn't just sweep them. The Mets annihilated them in four games. They couldn't touch the Mets pitching. They weren't ready, though. They were, they were you can make young. that case. They were too young. They weren't ready. But when you're favored and you're the Cubs and you're the big team and you and you basically urinate yourself, urinate on yourself on national TV for four straight games where the Mets, the, Mets, the, Cubs, the Cubs didn't even have a lead in that series at all. In any single game, they didn't have a lead. Uh, so I wanted to see how they would handle the pressure moments, and they handled it. Got to give them credit. And the Mets game, Mets game, game four against the Dodgers. They were down two one in that series. They faced the gauntlet there. They were able to respond. You know, in the and then then of course the World Series, and it was an epic World Series, man. It really was. I thought. Uh, oh yeah, I thought they were done. I'll be honest. I thought the Indians. I thought everybody was picking the Cubs. The Cubs were favored. But yeah. I thought the Indians, because I love the Indians' bullpen. And I thought the Indians had a Kluber. scrappy team. Yeah, Kluber was a beast, man. I think he just ran out of gas. Yeah, he ran out of seven. gas. A lot but, of them ran out of gas. And the Cubs just had but the Indians, a little more in but it. But the Indians came out hot. 
I thought I thought the Indians played that underdog role great. They came out hot and they had the Cubs down. Three Chap- one. Chapman almost gave listen, it up. Chapman almost gave listen, it up for him. Listen, Chapman. Listen, he, listen. In a way, I kind of feel like Chapman was the MVP of the series because that game five, man. And I don't feel like people gave that game a lot of a lot of attention. But to me, that's where the where where the Indians lost that series. Because to me, game five, eighth inning. Man on third. Indians have to score there. They have to tie that game there. They tie that game, and who knows? Maybe in that they goes to extras. The Cubs bats start to get tight. Maybe they they pull a run in late in the tenth inning or something. They win that game. They win the World Series. See, to me, I'm a big believer that when you have a chance to put your foot on the throat of some teams, you have to do it, man. You have to take a team out. Because we've seen it many, many a times in sports, man. When you have a team down and you give them that chance to believe, that's going to be dangerous. And I think that's what happened in game five. Chapman went three innings. He had never pitched three innings in his life. Went three innings, shut the door down on the Indians. And to me, that changed the tide of the series, man. That changed the tide of the series. I, I said it then. It I almost was like, cost him, though. I, I said it then. Yeah, that almost cost him. But I, I thought they changed the tide of the series, though. I, I thought that changed the momentum and the tide of the series because I felt there. I was like, I don't know if the Indians want to go back to Cleveland with this Cubs team, a young Cubs team that believes now, that kind of got the monkey off their back, believes now. I don't know. That was the end. Now, I'll be honest. I still thought the Indians would probably win, but I was scared. And then once they won game set, once once the Cubs won game six, I was scared. I was nervous because I didn't want the. I hate the Cubs. I, I mean, I'll preface this by saying I don't like the Cubs. Well, I don't like this version of the Cubs. I've never like had a hatred for the Cubs, but I think because now the Mets and the Cubs, the Mets have the young pitching, the Cubs have the young position players, kind of on a rivalry, and plus their owner badmouthed New Yorkers and Met fans because we took over their little stupid ass ballpark last year. Fuck Tom Ricketts. So I don't like this version of the Cubs, but so I was rooting heavily against them. But I, I'll be honest, man. For for well, we get to that epic game seven, and for parts of that that game, I thought the Cubs were 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 gonna win. I thought the Cubs. I mean, Dexter Fowler home Dexter Fowler's home run to lead off the game was big. I thought, oh shit, here we go. And then when they put them runs on the board against Kluber. And they were able to rough up Miller, too. I was like, oh, shit. But, and, and, and we'll get to this motherfucker, Joe Madden. Joe Madden. He, he, Mr. Best Manager in the game. And I've always thought Madden was a little overrated. I've, I've always thought Madden's overrated. I think he gets a lot of credit for being this great manager. He's a little, his moves, he did everything in his power to cost the Cubs a World Series. He did. They won in spite of Joe Madden. They literally won in spite of Joe Madden. Because what are you doing taking Kyle Hendricks? Kyle Hendricks had settled in. Oh, he, yeah, was he was mowing the yeah, Indians down, down, and he, he takes him out to bring in Lester, who had who never just, pitched in relief. No, never. And he was how many, And then he brought him in in an inning, yeah. which was terrible. Now, Lester pitched well, but then he takes Lester out to bring in Chapman, who, who had just pitched the night. Yeah. Oh, who we is. didn't even talk about that. Who when is. he brings in Chapman Cha- with a seven-run lead. That's why I said Chapman was almost... Kind of cost him. I mean, it was a good idea in game five. You know, he got away and with then, it. And then three innings. And then, of and course, then three innings caught And then, of him. course, we have the epic. And, and to me, we talked about what was the best game of the year. This was the best game of the in, in sports this year. 
this game because of Rajay Davis. That home run right there, when he hit that off of Chapman, a three. Rajay Davis now. Rajay fucking Davis. Yeah, that came from out of nowhere. Hit that home run. I thought the Indians were. I thought the momentum. Then the rain. Yeah. Then the rain. The rain delay happened, and I, I thought that really kind of stomped the Indians' momentum. Because I thought, I thought. But I will say, the Indians had Chapman on the ropes. Even after the Rajay Davis home run. They didn't. They didn't. They yeah, couldn't they, get nothing. They, 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 they couldn't touch him after that. And then in the ninth inning, Chapman didn't even have his fastball anymore. And he's going to sliders, and they couldn't touch him. I thought I that lost the series for them too. I think everybody was tired. I think everybody was tired. Yeah, I think everybody was running on fumes. And, and, then, and, then, the and then and then and then you get and then you get to the tenth inning, and I, think the I love Terry Francona, but he made a bad decision there. Pitching is over. I mean, anybody who watches baseball on a regular basis and has watched Ben Zobris throughout his career, actually Yankee fans, Ben Zobris is one of the best clutch hitters in the sport. You do not pitch to that man with men on base. You just don't. To me, I still to this day, and maybe Rizzo hits a home run, and maybe this is a moot point. I don't know. But to me, 10 times out of 10, I'd rather face Anthony Rizzo, an aggressive young hitter, over I didn't think a season. When I first saw him... uh Throw the ball to walk him. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the worst idea." Well, because Zobris, Zobris killed my team last year. Zobris killed the Mets. So I, I knew, I knew. I was like, "Yo, I knew Zobris," because Zobris destroyed the Mets in the World Series last year. I don't so and he that. and he had to, and, and his final stats. That's why he won the MVP. He had ten hits in seven games. He had he was killing the he was killing the Indians. So I'm like, I'm not letting Zobris beat me. To me. I'm pitching. I'm I'm facing Rizzo, and I'll live with the circumstances. Yeah, yeah I mean, but they had a better chance against Rizzo. Than so of course they get the two runs in the bottom uh, in the top of the tenth. Then we get to the bottom of the tenth or the bottom of the tenth, and then the Indians still have some life. Give them credit. They they were able to scratch that run, still run, run across, and then grounder, and then the grounder. Bryant slips but makes the throw, and Cubs are the world champions. Cubs are the world champions. How many baseball? How many fans in general? And it was a national story because obviously the Cubs are a big team. They're one of the biggest teams in sports. They have a huge fan base all over the country. And 108 years, man. People have been waiting. How their many lives. people? Yeah, I mean, people that died and didn't get to see it. Sons, fathers, grandfathers, great grandfathers, great 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 grandfathers had lived, died without seeing the Cubs without win a championship, it. man. And that's crazy, man. And it's amazing, man. But it's still not as bad as Cleveland. Because at least in Chicago, they have the Bulls. Well, because it was a the franchise, though. But for the franchise. They had the Blackhawks. But for the franchise itself. For the franchise, no franchise was more tormented than yeah. the Cubs, man. Besides the Red Sox when they went through their 86 year drought. Because the Red Sox just. The, the, I'll still say the Red Sox drought was worse because the Red Sox got the World Series and then blew them. So that was made it worse. Yeah, it's like. Worse. It's so, always worse getting there and blowing it than never getting there. Never getting there because you're not. You didn't have anything to look for. Yeah, I'm a Jets fan. I know. So, yeah, the Cubs winning the World Series. To me, the biggest story in sports this year. Uh, I mean, again, a lifetime, generation, multiple generations. Think about it. The Cubs had not won a World Series since before World War One. That was what you know. What I was thinking. Think about, about it. World that? War One hadn't even you happened. Said the last time it was what nineteen nineteen oh eight. No, before and nineteen forty five. Nineteen forty five was the last time I've been, and the guy was there at the game. He was a child. 
1945. Yeah. The last time they won. Yeah. And then they had that old lady that was sitting in the front row for the World Series. The Fox interviewed her. She was like 80-something, too. And then she went to, to a couple of games in the World Series in, in 45. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, I mean, obviously, this list is subjective. Um, a lot of people will probably put – if you're a basketball fan, obviously, you'll put the Cavaliers winning or the Warriors but to me, you can't argue nah, with the Cubs. Cubs. Cubs are number one. That's 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 108 years, man. That's, yeah, that's history, yeah, that's, man. That's 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 over that's, a century. That's a century. Over a little over a century. Again, folks, World War One had not happened. Nope. Think about it. World War One had not happened. Teddy Roosevelt was still president when the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. Think about it, man. Forty, fifty years and. Away, like removed, from and, it's, the Civil and, and, War. and I think, when, yeah, yeah, <laughs> forty years removed from the Civil War. <laughs> for real, man, 40, for real, years. for real. What the Civil War was in, uh, ended 18, in eighteen sixty five. Like, yeah. Listen, I, to me, is you can't argue it, man. You can't argue it. You can't argue it. And, and and what's crazy about it was that they ran up against the Indians, who had the second worst drought. Oh, yeah. Somebody's old had to go. They haven't won since 1948. So now they're the now they have the monkey on their backs, man, which is crazy. I felt bad for the Indians though, man. Because I've always kind of rooted for the Indians because I, I like I love those 90s teams with with uh Tommy and Bell and Bayerga and Manny Ramirez when he was young and and uh Sexton and Brian Giles. I mean that team was just fucking loaded. David Justice. David Justice David on the 97 team. Alomar, Vizquel, Sandy Alomar. I mean, they they just had – those teams should have won. Those are some of the best teams to never have won a championship. So I always kind of rooted for the Indians, and I always rooted for the Indians to – but think about it. Baseball is tough, though. Baseball is – And imagine being an Indians fan. To win. In 07, they had a chance to get to the World Series. They were up 3-1 and blew a three games to one lead to the Red Sox in the ALCS. And then they get, they finally get to the World Series in 2016 – have a three-one lead and blow, blow a three-one lead and blow another. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, man, that is your top ten stories for 2016. Real quick, man, we're gonna get we're gonna pick our male and female athletes of the year, and these are just our opinions. It's not based on anything else. Just our personal opinion on on the uh, guy and girls that had the best year. In their respective sports. So, with that being said, who is your pick for the male athlete of the year? Male athlete, I'm going with LeBron James, obviously. You're a secret LeBron. You always say you hate you ain't a LeBron fan. You a secret LeBron fan? Just admit it. No, I respect his game. I respect what he does on the court. I don't agree with all the stuff he does. I think he's a crybaby. I do, but I respect his game. Nobody's better than him right now. I, I think he's better than Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. He means more to his team than Steph Curry, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's an easy one. Bringing the title back to Cleveland. So, that's an easy pick. So, LeBron James, huh? LeBron James. And for female uh, athlete of the year, I'm going to go with Simone Biles. Another easy one. Ledecky, she's close, but Simone Biles' performance in the Olympics that that gets her the the notch over Ledecky, even though Ledecky was impressive as well. But Simone Biles does it for me. Well, uh, for me, I for my male athlete of the year, it's hard to go against Phelps, man. 
coming back, 31 years of age, winning gold medals, man. It's hard. It's hard to hard to beat that, man. And and and, and this is a year where you basically solidify. If it wasn't solidified before, you solidified this year. This year, you solidified yourself as the greatest Olympian of all time. It's hard. It's, it. I felt like he was going to do that. I, I I wasn't really all that surprised. To me, I wasn't. Yeah, man, but still, man, you got to give it to Phelps, man. As far as male athlete, individual athlete, man, I mean, I, you know, even though I hate LeBron, I can see giving it to LeBron. I can see Curry was a contender for it as well because he did have a – he had one of the great NBA seasons statistically – and as dominance, say what you want to say about him. He was the first ever unanimous MVP, and he deserved it. Yeah, he deserved it. He had one. Look at his stats. He had one of the great statistical seasons in the history of basketball, man. And his team. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean nothing now, but at the time, seventy-three and nine was a huge achievement. So Curry was definitely in the discussion. Obviously, Cam Newton was in the discussion. He had a big year, and you know, his team kind of didn't show up in the Super Bowl, but be that as it may. Uh, you can obviously you can go with a lot of guys for male athletes. I, male athlete category is always a little bit easier than the female one, but to me, I just think M- Michael Phelps, man. Michael Phelps to me, gotta be the guy, man. The goat, man. The goat. Male athlete of the year, and then for female athlete of the year, it's kind of hard not to go with a uh, a little lady, uh, Simone Biles. There, man, she dominated the Olympics. I mean, what else can you really say? I mean, you any and Ledecky, like I said, is a close second. Uh, you know, Serena is always going to be a contender. Always, uh, Serena did. She, yeah, even she though did. she didn't, she didn't. You know, she she failed to win the Grand Slam this year or the career Grand Slam, and and uh, yeah, no, it's it's you, but you could always give it. It's, it's always it's too easy to give it to Serena, man. Yeah, who else is there? Even uh, Brianna Stewart from UConn, but it's it's ah. it's women's basketball. I mean, no no offense to the women's basketball players out there. But How many games have UConn won in a row here? No. Like a thousand. They don't play anybody. It's, it's not. There's no competition. There's no parity. There's no competition in women's basketball, man. I mean, let's, let's be honest. No in, in, I mean, the second best team gets blown out by forty points to, to UConn. Do they just blow Maryland out? Yeah. It's, there's no. There's no. There's no. There's no competition, man. Really, realistically, there's no competition. So, to me. Simone Biles, Female Athlete of the Year. What else can you really say, man? Best team. Who's the best team this year? Cubs? Yeah, I'll say Cubs. Yeah, I agree well, with that. Well, are you going to say Warriors? Well, because the Warriors, win. they win the championship. They win. So gotta win the championship, man. Gotta win the title, man. Don't mean nothing without that ring. What about Patriots? They didn't I mean, win. It's not over, but I mean, they yeah. won't win. it won't be settled until 2017, but for Tom Brady to come back, missing four games, and then come back and do what they've been doing to people, I'm running so, over people. I'm so fucking disgusted. Like, I mean, Brady is the GOAT. I'm a Jets fan, man. What, what is this motherfucker going to stop? Like, can we just get, can this motherfucker get hit by a car? Like, I don't want him to hurt himself. I don't want him to die or nothing. He's, the man's got a wife. He's got kids. Like, can he just tear his Achilles already I mean, and just be done? So, can, like, my team can finally have a chance? We can like, make the finally. You can make the argument for him being top athlete. I mean. He did miss four games, he, though. He missed, yeah, he missed four games. But look at what he did when he came back from the four games. <sighs> so, you can make the argument for him being 
top athlete of 2016, even though his season will not officially be over until 2017 when he wins the Super Bowl, because they probably will. But Gronk's injury is going to be big, man. Brady will find a way. I'm telling you, don't dismiss that Gronk injury, man. I'm not, but I think Brady going to do it, man. He's on a mission. We'll see. We'll see, man. That's why they play the games, man. That's why they play the games. Yeah. No team has ever won a championship on paper. Nope, not on paper. They haven't. Just ask the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask them. Ask the Patriots. Shit. Two thousand. Oh yeah, two thousand seven. They. Sh- I, you could ask any Patriot fan. They knew they was going to win the Super Bowl, weren't they? Yeah. And then David Tyree happened. But lucky, yeah, man. Luckiest shit, l- l- shit ever. Eli Manning is still living off those Super Bowls. Luckiest boy. man ever. Good. Eli God Manning. Damn. That's another thing, Giants fans. Please. Can we stop with Eli Manning being a great Hall of Fame quarterback? Stop it, please. What He's he, not. What if he turns it on? If that man was Eli Morris. What if he turns it on now? What if he turns it on and they go, uh. I swear. <laughs> if, what if, they if, turn if this on motherfucker wins another Super Bowl, bro, like, I swear, like, I'm just going to stop watching. I, even, man, if Brady wins another Super Bowl, I'm just going to stop watching. Like, I just, I swear I'm just going to stop watching football, man. Call me when this nigga tears his Achilles, man. Call me, well, please. Never know, because it'll be three three rings for Eli Manning. Three, three rings for Eli Manning, man. That's like literally. That's like Jay Cutler having three championships, bro. Straight up. Let's be honest. Eli He's Manning is nothing. Jay He's, He's better, better than Jay Cutler. Cutler. But to me, to me, Eli Manning lives off those Super Bowls. Man. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest, though. Let's be honest. He does, but it can still happen. Uh, yeah, it can happen. It could happen. It could happen. As we know, the, the NFC is wide open. But this show wasn't about that. This show was to... Yeah, we got off topic a yeah, little yeah, bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get into the NFL, uh, the end of the NFL regular season next week and preview our... And make our playoff predictions next week, too, because the playoffs will be starting next weekend. Crazy as that sounds, man. Next weekend, the playoffs will be starting. I have some interesting thoughts about that in the NFC. Yeah. With the Falcons. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that, man. But uh that's it for tonight, man. Uh our recap show for twenty sixteen. It was a crazy year, like we stated earlier on the podcast. Um looking forward for twenty seventeen. Oh, before we go, any resolutions for twenty seventeen, team wise, athlete wise? Oh, we gotta get to the fouls too. The fouls of twenty sixteen, man. Well, there was only one, really. There was only one major foul this year. Ryan Lockney, who's a fucking idiot, disgraced the country. <laughs> no matter what anybody else did. No matter what anybody else said, man. He took the biggest L of 2016, yeah. man. For real. Well, Hillary um, Clinton. Has oh, one, yeah. Well, we're talking about sports. That's life. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, Hillary Clinton is the biggest loser in life right now in 2016. Like, like if you're. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're uh, you're you're with her. Um, <laughs> she sucks. Sorry. She fucking... She got egg in her face. Yeah, she got egg in her face. Should have voted for Bernie. But anyway, uh, Hillary Clinton is the... We could agree the biggest... Uh, outside of Hillary Clinton, maybe Rob Kardashian uh, and Meek Mill Meek still... Mill. Still carried over from last year. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think Ryan Lochte. Because he just... He just disgraced America. He really did. I bet Brazilians just hate us now. You fucking Americans. <laughs> like, they just hate us now, man. Because of fucking Ryan Lockney and his well, no, silver man. fucking hair. Yeah, looking like an idiot. He like can't an idiot. He went over there looking like an idiot. 
Yeah, went over there looking like an idiot and left looking like an idiot. Tear up a bathroom. Tear up a bathroom. Then lying that they were were robbed at gunpoint by guys dressed as police officers. Police officers. And then he got on, but he got on TV and told the lie. Yes. Like if he had told the lie and it was just a story, but then to get on TV and tell the lie. Yeah. And then he recanted it. And then video came out seeing that it was them that assault that 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 tore up the bathroom and they got pulled and then they got arrested and, and then, then he left the st- and then dipped, dipped on, on his, his team. boys then dipped on his boys dipped on his boys bro and then, and then to, to cap it off this this is why this country is going into the shitter then to cap it off I'm sitting there watching TV the win the, the the fall TV preview right I'm like oh okay all right designated survivor okay that's gonna look a good show. And dancing with the stars with motherfucking Ryan Lockney. Ryan Lockney. I'm like, really? You put you put this motherfucker on TV to dance? Really? Really? Dudes try to an rush American him. embarrassment. Those dudes try to rush him. Yeah, they did try to rush him though. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did try to rush him though. But yeah, man, that's 2016 in a nutshell, man. But then people were trying to like cover up his lie, like try to make it seem like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Young kids, they yeah. get. But this man is that like motherfucking young. He's, he's 31. 30, 31, 32, something like that. They're he's 31, about, man. They talk about him like he a, a 21 year old college student. No. Nah. Nah, Somebody man. once told me, once you reach the age of 25, you're fully accountable for every fucking thing you do. Damn right. You maybe can get away with that. Oh, he's just young excuse. But he's 31. He's 30. He's officially an OG in the game. Grown, grown ass. Like he's officially like he's officially an OG in the this game. Like, at this point, you're not young anymore. With gray hair, tearing up bathrooms. That should have been that should have been the first red Making flag. Up lies. That should have been the that, that you know what? That should have been the first red flag. The gray hair. The gray. The, no, 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 no. The silver hair. The silver this motherfucker hair. showed silver up to the Olympics looking like Cisco. And then he didn't even fucking do anything in the Olympics either. No, because he's always been in, in Phelps' shadow. He didn't fucking do it. I bet he hate Michael Phelps, too. Fucking bastard. I wish probably, he retired. Probably secretly. <laughs> secretly. He ain't going to say that in public, but it probably secretly hate Michael so who, Phelps. What did, he, what did he do? Nothing. Nothing. He just showed up. Nothing. I mean, he did good in the world championships, but... Yeah. yeah. You know. But that was just... Phelps was just warming up. He kind of let him have that. Like, oh, yeah. Man, yeah. Just warming up. So, I... I it, if we were debating whether it's Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps' last Olympics, it's de- it's definitely gonna be definitely Ryan Lockney's last. It's yeah. definitely his last. His last. So they ain't gonna let him. They ain't even gonna let him on the bus. He's he gonna try to show up like yeah, he's suspended he's anyway. But yeah, for like a year, he ain't yeah. coming back. From he that. ain't coming back from the Olympics, man. He caught that L. Ain't gonna let that motherfucker nowhere be too old. near. Ain't gonna let that motherfucker nowhere near the American flag. What, Nothing with an American flag. You're no, like you gotta go over there. Thirty-six by the time the next Olympics. No, yeah, man, you missed your. You missed a shot. You missed a shot. Missed a shot. But yeah, man, that was the foul of the year. Only one. There's only can be one. It's hard to Ryan think of anybody yeah, else. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. really hard to think of anybody else to top that. Hillary. I mean, in sports. In sports. Just in life in general, Hillary. Again, yeah, she lost to life. Donald Trump. Yeah, she lost to Donald Trump. That's pretty bad. That's embarrassing. Mr. Mr. Grab him by the pussy. She lost to him. God, how could you lose? God help us. But anyway, uh, yeah, man. Quick little resolution for 2017, man. Uh, ah, man. Resolutions for 2017. For a team? For a team, for an athlete, for anybody, man. Anybody in sports, man. Uh, that the Cowboys, I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence about the Cowboys. I don't know if I actually want them to win it or not. Because I do not want to have to fucking listen to Cowboy fans. I, I don't. 
<laughs> let him, hey, I let him both say it's I been a long Dak time Prescott. for Cowboys fans. I want man. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel it's been a, it's been a long win. time for Cowboys fans. I like man. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and I want them to win. It's been a long time, but man. I don't want to hear Cowboys. I'm surprised fans. you say you like Ezekiel Elliott. I said he raped Alabama. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, my resolution for 2017 for an athlete or a sports team or whatever is, can we please, and this is directed at my fucking sad, sap, sorry-ass Jets, can, can we just get it together? I'm not getting any younger here, man. I'm 30 now. I got two kids. Uh, you know, come on, man. Just, just, just one time. Just one. God. I know I haven't been the most faithful Catholic, but please, just why? I, I just can we just go to a Super Bowl? Yeah, just once, just once, just once. I want to see my team. Sixty-eight. I wasn't even born. I was nowhere near thought of. My mom was in high school. Can can we just win a world a championship? A world championship? A Super Bowl? Missed, I think you guys may have missed that chance. Shut up, Mo. I'm trying. I'm. I'm, I'm speaking defense. to God right now. I'm speaking to God. This is my resolution for twenty. As a Jets fan, I'm not gonna care anymore. That ain't true. I'm not gonna care anymore because we are. We are as inept as inept can be in running a franchise. Woody Johnson is an idiot. The fact that my owner, the owner of my beloved Gang Green New York Jets. Is up for the ambassador of the UK is enough for me for Donald Trump. He's part of Donald Trump's cabinet. Well, that that doesn't none of that makes sense anyway. His whole cabinet is is a fucking so that should tell you shit show. that should tell you the type of people that are running my franchise. That should tell you enough. That should tell you in a nutshell the Jets right there. But that's my resolution, man. I'm not going to care anymore. I'm not going to get upset. Anymore, I just I just want. Remember this, y'all. I just want to see a Super Bowl. Remember, can this. we please have a Super Bowl? I just once in my life, I want to know the feeling, what it feels like to watch your team. You know what's run funny? out of that tunnel in a I, Super Bowl. You know what's funny? I have been able to see my team in a Super Bowl in my life. Fuck you! <laughs> I just thought about that. You haven't, and I'm a Titans fan, and I have. And the sad part is, we used to be the Titans. We used to be the Titans. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Anyway, man, with that, we're going to get the hell up out of here. It is 2016. The next time we talk to y'all, it will be 2017, man. 2017. Man, this year went by fast. It was a crazy year. It was a crazy year in sports. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's 2016 wrapped up, man. Crazy year. Uh, so if you like what you hear, you like what you're listening to, man, once again, like we stated earlier in the podcast, please like, share, uh, listen, obviously like, share, support, subscribe our podcast, man. We can't do it without the listeners, man. Uh, this is a independent podcast. We're not getting paid to do this. We're with two fans. Uh, shout out to my man, Luke. We're three guys that are just talking about sports, man. That's it. You know, so we're not. We're we're independent in this thing, in this game, so you know we need all the support and all the uh, what is that an alert telling you that Alabama's gonna lose? No, 
Uh, anyway, uh, we need all the support we could get, man, for real, man. So any any like, share, please, man. It's truly appreciated, man. If you like what you hear, if you don't like us, man, hey, man, keep it moving. Go to another podcast. Go listen to Bill Simmons. Keep it moving. But if you like what you're listening to, man, and you want to listen to more, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or listen to our podcast, follow and share it on SoundCloud, man. Either or is fine. They both do the same thing. Uh, if you don't have iTunes, listen on SoundCloud. And the good thing about iTunes is you can listen to it on any mobile device. You can stream it anywhere. It's mobile compatible with anywhere. Once it's on iTunes, you know it's going to be everywhere. So, yeah, man, just follow our podcast, man, for real. 2016 was a, was a big year for us. We launched this podcast. Uh, like we said at the beginning and uh, the first episode, this was a this was like a three or four or five year project, man. And we finally got it off the ground slowly but surely. We're getting there. Uh, so, yeah, man, 2016 is big. We, we predict 2017 is going to be bigger, man. We're going to be here every week, once a week, every Tuesday or Wednesday, dropping uh, dropping knowledge for y'all, man, the way we see it, the way we see sports, man, for real. And, uh, yeah, man, that's it. You want to say something to the folks, man? Just like you said, we appreciate all the support, all the feedback. Like, share with all your friends, family. We can need all we we need all the help we can get so we can get this going in the direction that uh we want it to. And we just appreciate all the support and any support we can get from you guys. So once again, next time we hear from you, you will hear from us. Being twenty seventeen, we're gonna try to bring some great content, great discussions. And just continue to listen. 2017, man. 2017, man. For real. So, yeah, man. If you guys, tomorrow will be, uh, tomorrow will be big. The rest of this week will be. Yeah, roll tide. Yeah. Roll tide. And keep in mind, I'm I'm an Alabama fan, and we are in the state of Washington. I'm deep behind enemy lines. This guy here. This guy here. This guy here. But anyway, man. Uh, tomorrow will be big, obviously. It's going to be New Year's Eve. Um, obviously, oh, matter of fact, we forgot to tell y'all, man, we had a little bit of a technical snafu, so we apologize for that. We had to actually Ooh, yeah. pause our recording and pick it up a couple days later, but, uh, we're going to post it online for y'all. So just in case at the beginning of this podcast, you'll hear us say it's Wednesday, December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want y'all to believe like y'all spent three days listening to this shit. <laughs> it's not, man, for real. But now, nah, man, um. Uh, yeah, like I said, tomorrow's New Year's Eve. So for all you guys out there, man, happy, happy, happy New Year, man, for real. Hope you guys have a safe and uh, happy New Year. Uh, be safe out there. Tomorrow's a crazy day. It's a Saturday, no less, man. It's a crazy day out there. Motherfuckers is going to be out there partying, doing all kinds of dumb stuff. So just be safe out there. Uh, also, we just got done with Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah, All whatever right. it is that you celebrate. For real, man. Serious.